crap. They're evil. Signs of evil. Alex cannot act ever. That's like saying you can out-act the paper bag. Dead now. Hi, everybody, and welcome once again. The world famous. Yeah, that are hatched from a dead rooster. Ladies and gentlemen, on tonight's episode of the Roundtable Show, I am Zod Ryder, and with me I have the Jackal and Johnny Alpha. We yeah. are just we are just a few short days away from the opening. From Chipmunks, yeah, man. Yeah. Five oh, days from Chipmunks. I can't wait. I'm excited. The Chipmunks. This is what we've been waiting for, guys. Well, I, I haven't bought my tickets and pre-order, so if I probably go in at the 18th, like that's probably what I'd end up watching. So, like, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I mean, any movie with David Cross and uh, Jason Lee and a bunch of chipmunks, I'm camping out to see that. Guys, guys, did either one of you see the Peanuts movie? No, I want to, though. I mean, I like, want I... to, too. I, didn't, I missed it. I mean, it was limited in an area out here, and I didn't get to see it. And now I'm waiting for the Blu-ray to come out because I really want to watch it. I'm like, I'm like dying to see it. I'm excited about it. For real. I don't think they, they even play that in Florida. I don't think I even heard of it. Maybe before. not, because I yeah. only seen it like briefly. Like I think it was like showing only here for one day. Imagine that, and then Gem and the Holograms gets two weeks. I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. <laughs> That's say about blasphemy. This world that we're living in. I, I just I don't get it. Well, if it's anywhere near as good as Paddington was, I'm pretty sure it's going to be pretty awesome. I it, had a lot of fun with Paddington. Seriously, it, it looks great. Like the like the uh, like it looks like the only difference is now they're CG instead of yeah, they're uh, just 3D CG instead of just hand drawn. I mean, and it doesn't matter as long as the stories. All the Charlie Brown stuff has always been awesome, so I don't really care. I'm a big yeah, fan. Yeah. As long as he's saying good grief and you know. And, Schroeder's playing the piano. I'm pretty sure it'll be fine. And, we, and in the trailer, they they show the scene where the where the football gets pulled out from under him. So that so that's in there. So that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, movie of the year. I think it probably has its potential. It's going to win Oscars. Yep. Yeah. Well, they did. They did have it's your 50th Christmas Charlie Brown a special on not too long ago. That was actually pretty decent, considering that there's been like 50 specials. I didn't even know there was that many. Wow. No, I only ever see like the really? regular one, the one yes. with the little, yeah. the little messed up tree. That yeah, they... apparently there's been fifty specials. I don't know if they're counting. Wow. When they say fifty specials, I don't know if they're counting more than just they. They have to be counting more than just Christmas specials. Well, they, I, they have the Halloween one too, the Great yeah, Pumpkin. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. They have to be counting all of those because really, um, I only remember there being a couple Christmas ones, the the Christmas tree one, and then there was I think one other one, but I don't know. Yeah, no, I remember Garfield used to have holiday specials, too, that they would show. But, like, it was always the same one every year. It's not like they had a new one. It's like you just saw they just re-aired the same specials when I was a kid. So, like, as far as I know, there was only the two Charlie Brown cartoons, the the Pumpkin King and the Christmas Tree one. So there's a rumor going around that that, that, that new new little Star Wars movie that's coming out has leaked to the Internet already. 
Yeah, are you I, talking? I, are you talking about that little independent film uh, from? Yeah, J. that little independent J.J. Uh, Abrams film. That yeah, that guy. Yeah, he's he's a decent director, I guess. He's done some good work. Yeah, apparently, you know, they they're saying it's that it's online. Some and uh, see, I hope not. In, see, this, in all seriousness, I hope not. This kind of brings me to like a story I kind of wanted to discuss on this, and it's a story you posted on one of the groups that were on Zod Rider about. Um, Disney making fans take down particular things of Star Wars that they own, that they bought rightfully, but like Disney... From Walmart, yeah. ...is Uh disallowing them from using it. I was wondering if you could expand on that and kind of give your opinion that you wrote in your little write-up about it. I just just feel like we're getting to a point where Disney's going overboard. It's one thing to... You know, be tight-lipped about the the actual film and to not want any of the details of the movie itself to be released. That's fine. But when you're talking about toys and action figures, Disney's making way more money off the merchandising that they, than they could ever make off of a theatrical run of a movie, no matter how good it is. So to me, I mean... Any toys that come out, that's the fault of them for putting those toys out too soon. They shouldn't be blaming fans for buying it from the Walmart and then taking pictures and posting it on social media. But what just, is their, what's their big gripe? I mean, is it because it's it leaking is. information? Uh, do you, do you I mean, know? Is there something in there that they don't want people to know? Yeah, yes. Ahead. Do you want to know what it is? The, this yeah, is a, a spoiler for anybody who's listening. Um, the the action figure in question is a figure of Ray. Uh, the female character played by Daisy Ridley, who is one of the new leads in The Force Awakens. Right. Apparently, uh, on the box, there's a there's a picture of her in a different outfit. She kind of looks like Kalis from uh, The Hunger Games. And she's holding uh, a blue lightsaber, presumably Luke Skywalker's lightsaber. So, therefore, that is considered a spoiler. And I think maybe that's why... Luke no. had a green lightsaber. He had a blue one, but it got lost. Um, well, well, yeah, that's, well, that's a spoiler that's, in itself, that's, right? Uh, that's apparently a spoiler too. There's something. Yeah. There's something with that blue lightsaber that Disney is going ape over, and I, I don't really know what it is. But apparently, they don't want us to know that Ray is force sensitive, or maybe she's a Jedi. Who knows? But the point is, you can't really tell anything just because she's holding a lightsaber. Who the hell cares? It's a Star Wars movie. I mean, I, I'm just, I, I just feel like. They're, they're, yeah, I never thought that you had to have the force to use one. I figured you just yeah, pick one yeah, up and whack I'm, somebody with the Apparently, you know, from from all the stuff I've been reading, apparently even that uh, John Boyega Finn isn't even isn't even a Jedi. He just knows how to wield a lightsaber. Apparently, well, you yeah, know, here's the thing. Uh, supposedly, rumor has it that the the stormtroopers. You know, this is 30 years after the you know, Return of the Jedi. The stormtroopers were now taught to use lightsabers and different kind of weapons like that, so they could you know use them in combat. Because I guess they don't you know shoot very well. So this is an alternative for them to fight. Close combat, <laughs> yeah. Close so right. So it's apparently Finn, uh, since he's a, a stormtrooper, he is taught how to use lightsabers and different kind of bull staff and, and stuff like that. And uh, maybe that's how he is, you know, trained to use it. But of course, we do know that the Force awakens in him. That's a major plot point, which I don't know. Or that it's more surrounding Daisy Ridley's character, which is why mm. Disney is going so ape over the fact that this was released. Well, I, I, have, I have a theory on, on that in itself. I think Daisy Ridley is Luke's daughter. That's really what I think it is. I that could be, too. But, they, I mean, they're just... This is, and, 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 I, and, you know, the funny thing was, I was watching a, a news report, 
and and this is how crazy things have been getting over this Star Wars thing. They had mm-hmm. at the uh, you know they had a six an episode of sixty minutes where they had a. Uh, uh, J.J. Abrams and John Williams, they were interviewing J.J. Abrams, and one of the things the news people were talking about on the news broadcast, uh, prior to that, they did a news brief, and they started talking about all the various rumors, and they were, were saying, rumor has it the great hero of the original Star Wars trilogy will turn dark in The Force Awakens. It was an actual news report, and I was just like, what is going on? Like, what? Like, is it that serious? I mean... I, I, I don't. If they don't really have much news, yeah, I remember. I remember when I was a kid, and like they killed Superman. Like the local oh, yeah. news reported that same thing when they killed Wolverine a couple like last year. They they talked about that shit on the news, like it was interesting. You know what I, I mean? Was- I remember that day, like I guys, see, the- see what you guys don't understand is anything that is news right now worthy that would relates to Star Wars. It's just great PR, so they're gonna like allow them to say whatever you know, <laughs> any other sure, stuff. Don't, don't because post- at the end of the day, you know, this news is good for the is good for business. Yeah, but don't post a picture of an action figure of Daisy Ridley on Facebook, or you might face legal action from Disney. I mean, of course, that's, that's how I'm it works. I'm just gonna call her the Hunger <laughs> Jedi from now on. It's insane. Uh, that's just insane. That is just insane because here, here's the thing that that Disney should actually be excited about the I, fact that I fans sh- are excited. I, I mean, just sue Alex because he took pictures of himself with the lightsaber, and maybe he's a Jedi in the new movie, and Disney should get on that. <laughs> yeah, that was I agree. Awesome. Sue Alex. Yep. Yeah, looking like Fez with the lightsaber and stuff, man. <laughs> Oh my goodness! I, That's right. I just I, I feel like Disney is just crazy. Like if if when they do this kinds of kind of stuff, I hate to say it, but it, it, I mean, I feel it's like they deserve if the if the movie leaks because they're being because they're being crazy. Now you're getting to the point where okay, nobody knows anything about this movie, and one little image of Ray with a lightsaber isn't going to spoil anything for anybody we still don't know anything so how can you you know how can you get so upset to the point where you're threatening people i don't know i, I don't get it it, it was bought legally it wasn't like the figure was stolen it wasn't like they you know well, and anybody could go to walmart look at the action figures and see that picture on the back of the figure box i mean like it's not like nobody else is going and buying that figure the, the only uh action figure for luke skywalker that I was able to find uh, that I purchased was the uh, one from Empire. It, no, it's a Luke Skywalker figure, but it's uh, it has you know Kylo Ren on it. It has the you know it has all the Force Awakens stuff, but it just mm-hmm. says Star Wars, and then it has Luke Skywalker, and then on the back it says Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, and it, it has Luke on there. But it's funny because it has Luke, and then it has. Uh, Force Awakens characters, but then it has Luke in his regular. Uh, so it's kind of like a flea market packaging. It's like so you get Jedi like garb. Like, no, it's an actual. It's that. It's the. No, 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 but I mean, like when you go and buy like a flea market like pack of figures, and it's like it says the Avengers, and it's got a Power Ranger, Captain America, Shrek, no, and a no, race no, car no, in no, it. No, 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 no. No, this is actually a real. A, a no, real... no, no, no. I get it, but like the packaging is very flea market. Is all I'm saying. No, no, <laughs> it's, it's, it's awesome. I'm not complaining about the packaging at all. He, he's, he's missing the point here. Yeah, I'm just saying that the actual the look of the figure is well, from. You're, you're saying you're saying that it's got Force Awakens shit on it, but it's a Return of the Jedi figure. It's mispackaging. Right. 
basically right. is what you're saying. I'm not missing the point. I get it, but I just was making a joke about flea market toys. Is all my bad. Flea market my head. Sorry. Awesome, man. I love I love that shit. You go and you you buy that, and yeah, you get you get Batman, and that's also the only packages where you're gonna get Batman and Spider Man in the same package. Just just saying. And Shrek sometimes if you're lucky. <laughs> With like you said, an Avengers logo, by the way. Yeah. So, so this, and so I think that this action figure that I bought, this Luke Skywalker, which is the only Force Awakens action figure that I purchased, um, I think it, it has. It says, um, it's funny that it has on the back of the thing. It says start. It has the Force Awakens on the front of the box, and Kylo Ren on the front of the box, and then on the back it says Star Wars: Return of the Jedi, and it has Luke, and then it has Boba Fett, Finn. A, a stormtrooper in Poe on the back, and they're part of this whatever collection this is. It's it's like the most bizarre release, but it seems like it's a repackage, almost a repackaging of the Kenner um, Luke figure from Return of the Jedi because it comes the black with, costume. He's wearing yeah, he's wearing the black costume where, and then he's got the and he's got the green lightsaber, and then they got the little. Um, you know the little uh, sand suit. It comes with the little sand suit on the side, the the armor. But it's so. I mean, it just looks so bizarre and different. And I'm like, my God, this is the only, the only Luke Skywalker. And it was the only one they had in the store. They didn't have any other ones. I was, I got it from Target. So I was like, wow. I started Christmas shopping, and I'm like, I think I'm gonna get this figure because it's really. It's really interesting. It just looks like a Kenner repackage, but it's a really cool repackaging. You know, I mean, I remember. I have not bought anything Force Awakenings related. I, I bought some retro stuff, like I got some cool Boba Fett shirts, but like I haven't bought anything. For I Force remember Force. having this. I actually, I have this action figure as a kid. A ton of stuff. Huh? Yeah, you've bought a ton of stuff. You you keep posting it. You've you've got a lot. I, and I've yet to get caught, you know, or called by anybody at Disney. Nobody's told me anything. You know, they, they haven't complained about my pictures. Pictures. Did you I put up a picture of the Hunger Jedi? That, that, I should. Yeah, you put up a picture of the Hunger Jedi. Well, I haven't found that that figure in the store. I was looking for it. Yeah, it's hard I to find. Pulled it. I wouldn't probably doubt it. probably pulled it because yeah. of the whole controversy. Well, from what I heard, it was purchased at a at a Walmart in Iowa. That's what I read. So I've I, been to like a bunch of Walmarts actually looking for it, and I couldn't find it here in Florida. So, I mean, they've got. Don't get me wrong. They've got. Uh, They've got Ray figures, but they don't have the one that they that they posted a picture of, though. You know, and it's funny because all the Ray figures kind of look the same. They, you know, mm-hmm. she's in the suit and she's got the staff, but this one, but this particular one, she happens to have that blue lightsaber. So I, I don't know. It it it's bizarre. I mean, and I guess that's what's going to happen. Could you imagine with them keeping Luke Skywalker so secret? Could you imagine going to Walmart and finding mm-hmm. a Luke Skywalker of what he's actually supposed to be in this movie? Okay, Here, hold on. Let me let me say something real quick. Uh, this is this just hit me. This this is why this could be such a major spoiler and why they are overreacting. What if the rumors of uh, Finn dying in that fight with Kylo Ren are true, and that's why she has the lightsaber because he's killed. And she's, what is this a Friday the Thirteenth movie? That and she's, the black guy it, first. And she's got to right. She's got to use it to fight off Kylo Ren. She's got to use it to avenge Finn's death against Kylo yep. Ren. That that could be that could be epic. I mean. Honestly, and then it turns out that and it turns out that she is actually Luke's daughter. 
So it's and that's the other major thing. spoilers. There's also there's also a big rumor going around that the Knights of Ren are actually all of Luke's failed students. That mm. was a Luke was trying to train them, trying to be a Jedi, trying to change, like trying to start a new Jedi Academy, and these and they all fell to the dark side because he was such a terrible teacher. <laughs> let me just let me just let's just think about this for a second. Do you realize how 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 negative and how completely like ho- like horror like Johnny just mentioned Friday the Thirteenth? This movie will be no oh, one. It's PG thirteen, dude. No wonder. I mean, my yeah. God, everything that happens is just com- like a amazing shaking- <laughs> dude. Like holy cow! Like really, dude. I mean, this is great. I mean, look, the Revenge of the Sith was also PG thirteen, but with what with J- right? Well, with JJ, you know, do now with this movie. It's I'm just like, super excited to see a PG thirteen Star Wars movie set <laughs> post Jedi. I mean, this is going to be incredible. Absolutely, without a doubt, it, it's probably going to be the best. I wouldn't be surprised if it's if it's the best of all the Star Wars movies. To honestly, be honest if you because yeah, it because ha- I mean it does have a good cast. It's got mm-hmm. def- a lot of things going for it. I mean, and, and let's just and we're not and I'm not saying you know the hype machine has been you know in full throttle. So you know there's no way that this is you know just the amount of speculation alone on mm-hmm. this movie goes to show how you know how deep the rabbit hole goes here i don't right, know what's in, what's incredible about this thing uh, zod is that they didn't really have to do a whole lot for the hype because they haven't released much information about the movie period it's, the it's like it's a, dude, it, it's like the, the hype is just building on itself it's like they don't have to do anything right. the fans are just so excited there everybody's just talking about it so anything they put out any little glimpses of the of a picture or whatever it just blows up the internet it's incredible i've never seen anything like this yeah, yeah. they could literally put a video up of chewbacca taking a shower and i guarantee you, Jack would yeah. watch it a hundred times. A billion. I'd watch it a billion. Yeah, it, would, it would definitely blow up the internet. Or they could show a video of that little girl sleeping with Chewbacca, and that would be really, it would be bizarre. What? Kind of creepy. Dude, like, what, are you talking kinda about kinda the creepy. wicked, like, porno version of Star Wars Force so Awakens? Nobody like, wants to see a little girl sleeping with Chewbacca. No, it is. It's a, it's a Chewbacca, it's no, no, a it's Chewbacca that, thing for your bed. It's like a, yep. it's like a, oh, okay. it's like a sheet. But like, not really a sheet. It's almost like a, it's like a life-size Chewbacca, and it lays across your bed. And then they they showed it. I, I sent the picture of it to Jackal. They showed a oh, that was great. little girl <laughs> laying. They showed a little girl hugging it, laying it, laying in bed, sleeping it. And I just, I just thought there was something really bizarre about it. It was cool because it was, you know, to demonstrate parenting done right meaning you know the whole fandom thing with star wars but like there was just something a little weird about it i I don't know but yeah they uh they've really they've really the hype train on this has really gone in overdrive i don't know I'm just happy people finally quit bitching about the crossguard lightsaber. But yeah, well, see, that's that was a that was a minor quibble, and people have had so many more things to complain about and speculate about since then. I mean, nobody would have thought that they were going to keep completely keep Luke Skywalker out of almost all the marketing, and that has been a huge, huge topic of discussion. You know, on on just about any Star Wars message board you could go on. So. I don't know. I think there's there's so much to to rack your brain around. I mean, it's it's exciting, and then at the same time, it's it's nerve wracking because if because if it's not great, it it'll be devastating for a lot of people. For real, I don't know. Oh no, it's gonna be great. It's just not gonna be the best Star Wars movie ever. 
I don't know. I I mean, I wouldn't. I actually heard. I actually listened this morning. I listened to uh, uh, what's his name that 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 shock jock on that serious radio thing, who who's really really famous. He interviewed J.J. Abrams. Uh, uh, Howard Stern, uh, Stern guy, did an absolutely horrible job. That's right. Well, that's typical. He did a horrible job interviewing J.J. Abrams. How do you have J.J. Abrams on the show, and you're interviewing him, and you're asking him all these great knock out of the park questions, but you're not giving him any time to answer the questions. You keep talking over him and and and, and interrupting him and not letting him finish. And I mean, it was one of the worst radio interviews I'd ever heard in my whole life. And I, and I mean, I know I've been doing this since 2012 and I feel, but I feel like I've really grown as an, as a person, as an interview person, when I bring a guest on, yeah, but you don't, you don't love the smell of, you don't love the smell of your own farts like Howard Stern does. I mean, that guy lives with his head up his own ass, I just, man. I just was amazed. Like, like, dude, give J.J. a chance to speak. You're asking him all the right questions, but if you're not going to let him answer and you're just going to keep talking over him, then you might as well not even have him on the show. It was the same thing because then he would ask him a question, and then J.J. would start to answer, and then his sidekick would interrupt and ask, and ask yeah. another question. Stupid that, question. That's the problem with that with his show. There's like eight fucking hosts on it. You know what I mean? And they're all battling and drunk. No, it's him, it him and, and, and the other one, the one that he always has. Him and the the chick, the two of them. I mean, I was just, but I was just baffled. I'm like, uh, Robin Givens or Robin, Robin, Robin Quivers or Rivers or something, whatever. You know, it's not Givens. Baba Booey. He's not on the show no Is more. He's still there. There's a. I don't know. He's got a new guy, a nerdy guy. He calls Nerdy Dan or Nerdy Mike or Mick or something. And he had him come on the show because he was a big J.J. Abrams fan. And he had him uh, and he asked him some really like nerdy technical star wars questions that he wanted jj to answer and and they were good questions but i I, for the life of me right now i can't remember what they were but they were good questions at the time and and again he kept interrupting jj was trying to answer and he kept interrupting and and so needless to say you know jj never got a chance to really answer anything it was like the interview was a complete waste of time because you know, and and it's like all he kept trying to do was trying to get J.J. Abrams to say to say negative shit about you know people that are working today, like other directors, actors, like who's like the biggest a hole you've ever. Yeah, but had. does there, does this uh, surprise you? This is like his shtick. It's been his, his shtick for years. It doesn't surprise me, but what surprises me is you have this you have this guy on your show. Okay, you got. Tech, you got arguably probably the biggest movie in ten years coming out, maybe the biggest movie Ever. of all time, and you got and you get this guy yeah, out. You think it's even bigger than the new Independence Day movie? I mean, come on, Zod. New Independence uh, Day. I, let me let me tell you something. I am super hyped for that Independence Day movie, but I don't think that this. I, I don't think it's going to hold a candle to this movie. But anyway, <laughs> the, the whole idea is that he's, you know. By not allowing him to really say anything, it, it kind of cheapens the. I mean, I don't know. I just, but like you said, that's been his stick for years. That's his thing, whatever. But I just don't get the point because you don't really, 
you're not really gaining anything by getting a guy out here and not letting him talk or, you know, cutting him off all the time. It just was, it was horrible. It was one of the worst interviews I've ever heard in my whole life. And it lasted for like 37 minutes. And I'm like, Oh my God, how can you have a guest on this? How can you have a guest on this long? And just, ah, it was just, wow. I don't know. I don't know. He must've had a headache when he left. I know I would have had for real. Mm hmm. Poor Jar Jar. Yeah. <laughs> For real. Maybe that's part of the plan, though. You know, like, don't ask too many questions or just, uh, you know, do your shtick, and that way we don't have, you know, to answer a bunch of questions. Just it. keep interrupting. That way, you know, we don't really have to spoil anything accidentally. You know, look, it's human nature to just accidentally once in a while say something, you know, that you just sure. weren't thinking about. Sure. Maybe. Maybe, but they, maybe they told, uh, you know, Howard, hey, Howard, interrupt as much as you want. That could have been it. That could have been, and and that kind of feels like it was purposeful because I I just can't see him interrupting that much and being that over. I mean, I haven't seen the Howard Stern in a while, to be honest. But I mean, does he normally interrupt a lot when he has a guest on, or is this something kind of weird that I can recall? Like, there's been quite a few interviews of his that I've heard where he's actually interviewed the person fairly well. That's why I was surprised about this one. This one just felt like he was just totally going nuts. Like, oh, dear, like, you know, anything you have to say. My favorite question was when he asked him, hey, uh, JJ, do you think you're bigger than Steven Spielberg now? And I just, <laughs> that was awesome. Like, he kept trying to get him to admit, come on, you're bigger than Spielberg. Come on, say it, say it. <laughs> get him to admit that. And that was, my, that was my favorite part of the interview, because at least that was funny. At least that, you know, all these other little you know, injectures when you're when someone's trying to speak. That's not funny. But when you're but when you throw something in there like that that you know he's not going to say. Because one thing I'll say about J.J. Abrams is he's like the most one of the most humble directors I've ever seen. Like yep. this is a guy who you know is seems like he's totally like thankful for everything that he has for every fan for every. That's one yeah, thing. Yeah, and I never hear him talk yep. shit, so it's kind of funny that not, Howard never, Stern was never. trying to get him to do it because no, like yeah. I've never heard him come out and talk about cast cast about members anything. Or anything yeah. He is awesome. Like like he kept like he kept trying to he kept trying to get him to say, okay, come on, George is an a hole. George is an a hole. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> like in that. Well, was, and, you know, and it's funny because the cast and people that work with him adore JJ. Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he's one of the most loved directors he's by folks that work with him. One of those guys I'd really love to talk to because I know that mm -hmm. it would be a fun interview. Like he wouldn't be, like he. I mean, he's just so down to earth, and you can tell he doesn't want to say. And even with George Lucas, he kept saying all he kept saying about George is no. George was great. No, George was great. George called me up and he told me this, this, and this, and he was really. He said, "This is your, you know, this is going to be your movie. I'm going to stay out of it. But if you need anything, you can always call me." And he was being really. I mean, he was like, "George was really great about everything. You know, I have no complaints about George." Like. This dude, I mean, didn't have a bad thing to say about nobody. And then he kept trying to get him to admit that the prequels were bad. Come on, the prequels suck. Come on. <laughs> like, no, he wouldn't say nothing bad about the prequels either. So, you know, there were some things in there that were cool. But for the most part, it was a horrible interview, really. I mean, I don't know. I just, I was expecting more because I kind of figured kind of big. I mean, it, it, that's so silly, really, the whole thing with the prequels. I mean, at this point, like, what do you want him to come on and say, yeah, the prequels sucked? Really? This is my thing. Everybody, I mean, come on. Now, okay, and this is the, something that I, I come to realize. Everybody coming up, going around now, saying how bad the prequels were. Probably somewhere along the line, when the prequels first came out, all 
liked and enjoyed the prequels. I and now, me, I like Phantom Menace, was, but after I saw Attack well, of the Clones... Well, let me tell you something about you, though, Johnny. You're one of those rare dudes... Very. You don't like something, you know right away. There's no second guessing with you. You, If you don't like it... Well, that too, yeah. That's one of the great things about it, like with Johnny. If he doesn't like something, he knows right away, and he and he doesn't change his opinion, and he's cool, and then that's it. Whereas, like, a lot of people, you know, they'll be wavering. They'll be like, at one point, they think they like something, and then they don't. They'll flip-flop a lot. Kind of like how I was with Man of Steel. At first, I absolutely couldn't. I, I, I hated it. Jackal and I were at odds over it before it came out because I thought it was going to be horrible. I didn't think I was going to like it. Jackal kept saying, oh, give it a chance. Give it a chance. It's going to be good, whatever. And it turned. we turned out having the exact opposite. Major flip-flops. I ended up really, really liking the movie. and. I'm hating it. So you see that? Well, the one thing that really trips me out is there's a lot of people that I knew liked it when it came out, but now they're all bashing the hell out of Dark Knight Rises. And, like, I, I don't get it. It's like, it's not. It's like, it's like bashing the prequels now, for example. It's like in vogue to bash the prequels because there's a new movie coming out that is more in line with the original trilogy, which is why now it's it's in style to bash the prequels. So you have all these people bashing the prequels. But I would bet to say that back in 1999 when Phantom Menace came out, these pe- these same people were going to the theater six and seven times rewatching The Phantom Menace. You have to understand that... Well, no, no, and, and there's there's a lot of affluent people or kind of trendy people that are coming out um, very vocal about anti-prequel, like Simon Pegg's a, a prime champion for it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And, and a lot of people idolize him, so I think that, that that has a lot to do with it, too. Like, hey, man, Simon Pegg's got a point, man. There were no Ewoks in it, so it sucked. You know, like, I, I do. I think that, like, there's a lot of... Um, hype going into bashing the prequels and i think that 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 plays a lot into a lot of the trendy hate for it that sure know, people people you know, are a lot a lot of that also is uh, you know a lot of that also you have to look at it and, and say that maybe it's just people trying to reassure themselves that they're going to love this movie and this is not going to be like the prequels because yeah, in all fairness a lot Look, in all, in all fairness, a lot of people did hate the prequels. I'm not one of them. I have a Phantom Menace poster on my wall. I've had it for 15 years. I'm not a hater of the prequels. I enjoyed the prequels. That's the best prequel, though. I mean, Phantom Menace is actually a watchable movie. On, like, I love that movie. Film. I don't care what anybody says. Yeah, Jar Jar's annoying. I don't care. Jar Jar, 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 was, hey, Jar, Jar was the Phantom Menace. Go back yes, and read that. that. He was, yeah. Pod Race was cool, and I liked the Roger Roger robots. And, and, cool. and Darth, <laughs> Darth Maul was pretty epic, too. I, I have to admit, you know, I, I like the prequels, too. I can't say that I didn't like them. I mean, I still am more of an original trilogy fan, but I didn't of hate, course. I didn't hate the, the prequels either. So, you see, that's the whole point. Like, if you're going to, if you didn't like them when they first came out, if you thought that they sucked when they first came out and you said that and you stuck to that, that's one thing. But then to be coming out now because it's trendy and because, oh, you know this new movie's coming out, so now we can crap all over the prequels. I think that that's I think that that's ridiculous. That's why you can't trust anybody's opinion nowadays because they're all flip floppers. Well, I mean, and, like, what if what if this one comes out and it sucks in its own way, but right. opposite from the prequels? I mean, like, it, it, it's it, it's just as terrible it's in possible, its pride, but, but it's not likely, but it's possible. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm just saying, like, it, yeah, what if, what if this oh. does happen? That it comes out and it's horrible in its own right, but it's nothing like the prequels. It will it, will they shit on that? Too, or will they be, will they still rep this? You know, is my question. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> that, that that that's really hard to say because you just look at you just look at the way 
you know the way people are and and i and i know i've been a member of originaltrilogy.com for years I mean, <laughs> the sexy website called that <laughs> originaltrilogy.com is a is, <laughs> it is. It is rather funny. Let me, you know, let, me, let me explain. Original trilogy was originally the website was conceived with the idea of getting the original unaltered uh, Star Wars movies released in a format where they were, you know, pristine and they looked as good as and they looked good on oh, like, that, like that really awesome version that it's illegal to watch. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Yeah. Right. 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 That. That. You know, that's what it was. It was all about that. And they, they, the, the site started off, there was a big petition that they had going on to try and get those released for years. And a lot of people credit the fact that those, though, when they were actually released on DVD in 2006, it was a direct result of that website, that campaign, the original trilogy.com. They had pushed to get, to get that done. But what I'm trying to say is that site, I've been a member of that site for a long time. And the funny part about that site is that there's a lot of people on there that are not necessarily prequel haters, but the ones that did not like the prequels never liked the prequels to begin with. So when you go on there and you, and you talk to some of them and they, you know, and they talk, at least crap, their hate is consistent. Yeah. They crap all over the prequels, but here's the thing. They always did crap all over the prequels. So they're cool because they, if they didn't like them to begin with, I have no problem with those people because that's that's fine. You're, you're not flip flopping. You're not saying you're not you're not. You were never a fan of the prequels. You always preferred the originals, and I, I consider myself to be one of those people because I prefer the originals. But I don't hate the prequels. See, I can't. I don't understand all this hate for the prequels. I think that they were. I don't think they were as good as the originals, but they're still Star Wars. So it's it's kind of like you're. You know, you have. You well, look I mean, at- I, well, I mean, like, where stuff's come out since then. I mean, we got like Jupiter Ascending now, and like Speed Racer and stuff. And like the prequels, <laughs> the prequels are bad, but they don't have bad guys as bad as Eddie Redmayne was in Jupiter Ascending. Come on, what was the other one? We got? we got Jupiter Ascending. We got Maze Runner. What's the, what's the other one? That's Chappie, out? that was awful. Divergent, um, that Divergent, whatever. Yeah, detergent, the, 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 hung, uh, the Hungry Games, the, the Mocking Chicken oh, movies. God, yeah. Compare those to the prequels, and then tell me, you know, and then tell me which is which is a worse, you know, which would you rather sit through? I mean, come on, man. Yeah, and, I mean, well, because like the prequels, as bad as I dislike them, there was good stuff. I mean, you and McGregor acted his ass off. He was amazing as Obi Wan. I actually really hope he gets his little spinoff movie that they've been hinting. Oh, that at would be with. amazing. That would be amazing. He is a great actor, and you could tell he genuinely cared about playing that role too. And he really wants to return to it, which I think is great. So I'm like, too. I mean, and then what do you guys think about these rumors about Hayden Christensen coming back for? <laughs> I think they're just doing it to troll people like me, dude. To tell you the truth, like just to get us pissed and be like, "Oh no, f these new Star Wars you know, movies." You know, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. You know, Hayden is is you know doing the worst actor until Henry Cavill consistent, came out. Consistent work. He's been doing some films. He's been yeah, in a great the video stuff. Been a film with some films with Nicolas Cage, and I, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> the outcast, yeah, man. <laughs> awesome. Dude, yeah, that was an awesome film. <laughs> and then that Dracula one that he was on that they show on the oh. Sci Fi channel all the time, like the Dracula Begins oh, movies. Yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Like he's just like I like here's my thing though. How do you go from 
Anakin Skywalker to that stuff. It's the same thing happened to Mark Hamill. I mean, but and Mark Hamill's actually a good actor. He's a great actor, yeah. But I, I mean, mean, like he 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 can't get a theatrical role that's not Star Wars for some reason. I mean, he could he could be on TV. He could play trickster amazingly on Flash, and like he can be in movies like The well, Guy. At this point, like at this that. point in his in his sixties, I mean, there's not that many leading oh, man roles. No, but right after Star Wars, he wasn't. Well, right after, yeah, he was because he was typecast as Luke Skywalker. Everything he was, yeah. every script he was getting, he was like, oh, it's a guy from a planet of the dead, or it's this guy who's from another world, and you know that was pretty much every script. Oh he was yeah, remember Time Runner? Oh my. God. God. Yeah, dude. We'll he was, they was basically offered Luke Skywalker over and over and over again, and he didn't want to do yeah, that. He was so in he, he, Commander games. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm, when I seen him in the red, the Wing Commander games, it's like, oh, it's Luke Skywalker all over again, except without the, uh, except without the lightsaber. That was the only difference. That was the main issue. The, the, look, what happened to him is a clear case of a, an actor like who was Superman. too convincing in a role, like Christopher Even Superman, exactly. He was too convincing, too well-liked. That's he why. was too iconic in that role. That's you why. Can, look, and here, here's the thing. You can never... There's, 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 here, check this out. Let me, let me say something real quick. You can never, ever have another actor play Luke Skywalker again. He just would not work. He is the face and image of Luke Skywalker. Oh, you no, might have uh, you might have another Han Solo here or there. Maybe, uh, you know... A very young, like a ten-year-old Luke Skywalker, but you'll never have a teenage to twenty-five to thirty-year-old Luke Skywalker. He is Luke Skywalker, just like the same way. And, and I'm glad Disney announced this. You will never have another actor play Indiana Jones. Period. If they're going to move forward, it's going to be moving forward with other individuals taking up the mantle of the investigator or the um, archaeologist. But it will not be named Indiana Jones. It'll have like the Raiders of the Lost Ark type of title, and it'll be set in that universe, maybe a sibling or an offspring of Indiana Jones. But it will not be named Indiana Jones. It will not be a person replacing Harrison Ford because, simply put, he is Indiana Jones. He embodies that character same way as Luke embodied that character, same way as Christopher Reeve embodied. Superman, and why it was so hard for him to find work after that, why it was so hard to replace him as another, as it, with another actor playing Superman for a long time, and I don't think they still have. I mean, honestly, the last two guys sucked. Tom Let's just be real. was really good, but... Well, actually, yeah, but he, he was, unfortunately was on TV, though. But unfortunately, he was on TV, and he never really wore the suit, so, I mean... And, and he, he hung out with Christopher Reeve, which I think well, endeared him to a lot of Reeve's fans, you know what I mean? Like, they were Indeed. actually buddies towards the end of Reeve's days and stuff, and I thought that was pretty neat. Yep. To me, he should have been the uh, big screen Superman, but he wasn't. So, you know, and and unfortunately, and now, now we have the really one guy that can suit. act worse than Hayden Christensen playing. Oh. <laughs> wow! You know, somebody asked me the other day, "What do you think is worse, uh, you know, Superman Returns or Men of Steel?" And I was like, "Come on, it's not even close." He's like, "Really?" And I said, "Yeah, Men of Steel, man." He's like, "Really?" It's like, "Of course." He goes, "Well, I mean, at least there was action." And I was like, "Yeah, but it was just nothing but action." There's no real story development. There was no character development. It was just stupid stuff kept happening, and then really bad mythology, mythology stuff happened. Like they were messing with the mythology of Superman and Men of Steel. The one thing and that a, I didn't get is how the other two Phantom Zone criminals could beat the hell out of Superman, but when General Zod got his turn, he couldn't land a punch, and like Superman just effed him up really fast. Well, here's like, and, and, well, besides that, how they learn how to use all their their powers so immediate so immediately after uh, you know being exposed to the Earth atmosphere, it took Superman years and years to learn how to use these powers. How do they automatically just know how to use them? They were in the military. Like, they, yeah, they, that's a training. <laughs> no, I'm Bullshit just, I'm, answer. Yeah. That's a Hack Snyder answer. Yeah, no, I know. Just, uh, but anyway, look, Star Wars The Force Awakens. Forget anything else. That is uh, what we should be focusing on. And um, 
I don't know about you guys, but I am super hyped. I've got my ticket, so you guys uh, got tickets ready. You've been uh, you've yep. been having tickets, right? Tickets. Yep. How many tickets do you have? How many nights? I've got there. two tickets, and then I'm going. I'm actually going twice, possibly three times. Oh, nice. You, Johnny? I don't have any tickets yet. I'll probably watch it like a couple days after it comes out because. Like, I don't know. I, 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 I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good, but I'm not shot out of the cannon for it like you guys are. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 I have high hopes. I really hope it's good, but I, I don't know. It's just, it's too cool for me. You know what I mean? But I'm going to go see it. Don't worry. It's not like I'm going to go see Chipmunks instead or something. I was just joking about that. You know, you are. <laughs> and uh, I got, look, I got tickets for Saturday. I got tickets for Friday. I might have actually, uh, tickets for Sunday also with another friend so I probably will be spending this entire weekend coming up yeah it's, it's going to be amazing it's a Star Wars weekend next week well, now are you guys going to marathon the uh, the prequels and the originals uh, this week hell no I, I don't know I don't know if I'm going to have I think time I'm gonna watch, I'm, I think I'm going to watch the original Star Trek movies like the, the... but I will say this I, I used I was using that that you know, you have you guys ever heard of that Ola browser that they have, where you're allowed, where you're allowed, it allows you to change the region of where you where you are browsing the internet from. It's like a form of like an like an, almost like an instant VPN. There is nope. If you use this Ola browser, well, it's actually an add-on that's to whatever one, browser what you were you're using. That's what you were talking about, where you can you, you can watch other countries Netflix. Yeah. Stuff that's yeah. not available but here. You can that's where I'm that's where I'm going with this. I was on I actually was on there on there this afternoon checking it out, seeing what's was available and I actually went to the I actually changed my my uh the country that I was browsing from from the United States to Cuba and I logged into my Netflix account through the Cuba uh through the Cuba browser through Ola and they have Star Wars a New Hope on there for you to for you to watch through Netflix. I found that to be actually incredible. Like like wow, there you know, in some parts of the world you can actually watch Star Wars through Netflix. That's cool. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome stuff. I know? got it on Plex. I'm good. There was, well, there yeah. was one well, yeah. little bit of news I kind of wanted to touch on too. We could get back to Star Wars, but th this one yes. kind of this one kind of affects Jackal a little bit. It, it's kind uh -oh. of really sad news um, about your mentor and good friend Art um, Bell having to hang up his headphones because of some creep. Oh, wow, yeah. and that that's yep. really very tragic because he mm -hmm. really has touched a lot of people and just sparked controversy he's been a very colorful character for many years and it's kind of really sad to see him go so i just kind of wanted to say goodbye to art i didn't even th i didn't even think that was true because i seen art on his on his facebook page and it looked like everything was business as usual no it's uh it's true uh apparently uh, he has been getting uh threatening messages uh people showing up at his uh at his home and residence uh, so it, it's a scary thing. And look, he has a little girl. He has a wife, and uh, they're terrified. You know, they're throwing words around like terrorism and stuff. Uh, you know, according to Art, this is you know stuff that uh, he doesn't want to expose his childhood. And you can understand. You know, I'm not a parent, but I could simply understand. I wanted to expose a little kid to this. Uh, is really that serious? Now, there's police reports. There's all kinds of things uh, they've done already here. But uh, it's sad to see him go. I mean, he's a legend. Uh, the fact that he's retiring, he says it's for good now. Um, that's really, really uh, sad considering how much time and, and energy and money was spent to bring his show back. 
uh, to see it, you know, ripped away because of something like this. You know, I really hope they catch the perpetrator who's uh, been stalking Art and put him in jail for a long time. Maybe he'll get his uh, will to come back. I don't know if he will, though, because, I mean, if his daughter is this traumatized, uh, even if he does come back and is all peaceful, you know, she still might be, uh, you know, psychologically well, what happened to his daughter? I don't understand what happened. Uh, no, she was just terrified from the incident of the person showing up at the house and oh, yeah, threatening yeah, phone yeah. calls. There's gunshot, you know, shot off in his house outside. So, they're threat- they're threatening of art because of the show that he does. Yeah, people. So, well, supposedly the uh, threatening phone calls uh, it has them uh, threatening him to uh, threatening him to either quit the show or he's going to get killed. It's one or the other. And from what I so. read um, in the news story, it was a direct ah. quote from him. Like after the police left, he hmm. um, he went in to check his house, and like it was late at night, and like he found his daughter still awake, just terrified, shaking on yep. uh, sitting on her bed, and like that's when he just decided that like man, this is getting just stupid. And I mean, it, it's it, it's it's tragic because like he really has done a lot. You know what I mean? He basically invented ufology radio so i mean <laughs> the guy's that's paranormal radio ufology, that is ufology conspiracy. Wow. i mean he didn't invent it but he was definitely the one of the pioneers that made i it thought popular. that was a hoax i didn't believe any of that i read it somewhere because i read that somewhere earlier this week on some some website and i'm like this has got to be fake wow really whoa Surprise. Yeah. surprising to me wow yeah, it's very sad, man. Unfortunately, we don't know what's going to happen with uh, Dark Matter yet. Uh, I, I know they're going to run uh, probably for another 30 days at least because Art has to, um, uh, I guess, uh, fulfill his contract with some terrestrial stations that signed on to carry his show. So since he has to fulfill these uh, obligations for 30 days, uh, you have to give him 30 days to find another program to fill you know, those top, those, that time slot. Uh, so he's going to run uh, programming with uh, his uh, producer Heather taking the chair and being the produ- the uh, host of the show. Uh, they're going to keep their pre- their paid subscription available, so anybody who is a subscriber, they can still download the episodes with her on it. He's going to appear maybe once or twice a night, uh, you know, maybe play reruns, you know, something like that until the thirty days are over, and uh, then he's gone, and that's it. Wow. And after after that, we don't know what's going to happen with Dark Matter. So, uh, it's a sad, sad thing. I mean, I, look, Dark Matter is a great station, just like PSN is a great station. And we were even talking about maybe merging the stations together at some point and working, you know, closer together. Because I love Keith; he's a great dude, and obviously, I love Art; he's an amazing person. So, it's a like I said, it's just a, a shame all the way around. Yeah, that is yeah. horrible. Wow. Yeah, I really hope they catch the bastard that did it, man. Because that yeah. ain't right. I mean, like he. He uncovers stuff, and like, there's a lot of conspiracy. But he ain't ruining people's lives with this show. You know what I mean? He's he's not he's not Alex Jones. You know what I mean? He he's he's mm. got he's responsible with with what he reports on and stuff. And I I, I don't get why he would earn something like this to happen to him. It, it's I mean, bullshit. look, I, I I don't really understand that either. Why anybody would take. Uh, this much time to stalk somebody like Art Bell. I mean, you know, he's doing his uh, doing a radio show, like you said, you know, interviewing people. You know, it, it's funny because the people he has on his show is no different than the people that I have on Sky Watchers Radio that other folks in this community of radios, uh, radio shows, uh, you know, have on their shows. You know, we kind of share the same kind of guest list. You know, so it's 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 weird they're attacking Art like this. This has to be something more personal. Because he's such an icon and there's yeah, yeah and like yeah, you but said, here's the thing no, but, no, personal. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah. Richard Hoagland is also on the network. He's a, an iconic name also. He's been around for you know, about 30 years in the field of ufology and he's doing the show right after art. Nobody's attacked him. You know what I mean? Why is it art? 
Now, if I was Art, instead of leaving the network, I mean, I don't know his situation, but I know he has money. He's out in Perum, Nevada. Uh, why doesn't he just move somewhere else? You know, just leave that place, uh, go into a more undisclosed location, somewhere with better internet than Perump, Nevada, you know, and uh, actually move uh, a little bit in a more secure area. And then, you know, just do your show. But listen, Neil Rogers here in, in Miami, Florida, uh, for the last 10 years of his radio existence, didn't even live here, but he was still a local radio personality. He actually had moved to Canada. Why? Because he didn't like the atmosphere here anymore. The, you know, he was getting harassed. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that was happening, a lot of anti-Semitism stuff going on here. Uh, it was really ugly, you know, years ago, uh, with him in particular. Uh, and there's a whole story behind why. But uh, he moved to Canada and just kept doing his show in private, in the privacy of his own, you know, apartment studio in Canada. Nobody bothered him. He lived comfortably until the day he died. Well, until the day he got really sick, got put in a hospice and then died. But he lived comfortably is the point. So I don't understand why Art couldn't do something very similar, move to a place that it's very undisclosed, and just do his show remotely somewhere where his family is nice and safe. Right. You, you can know? all, you can, now you can do everything that. remotely. You don't even have to Maybe be. Maybe he was That's just right. done. You know what I mean? Like you said, he, he came back. Maybe he just, just didn't feel it in and like he's kind of been looking for an out and like even though this, this is a horrible one he's he's taking it maybe you know type of thing like I, I, I could kind of see a little bit of that in there maybe he just wants out a bit too yeah i mean it could be i don't know it's it, it, and a lot of it probably has to do really with his uh, wife and kids just you know maybe like dropping the hammer and saying hey art you know this is just too much you know, and you gotta understand. It. Yeah, when, that when that that plays a big role. I mean, if yeah. your wife and and daughter are you know? are suffering, and your wife tells you, know? you, "We gotta you gotta do something," then yeah, exactly. That's what I'm thinking. It really is more than anything else. I think his wife just said, "This is just way too much. We can't do this." You know, like this. This is just uh, this is this is gonna hurt us as a family. So, and maybe they had some kind of conversation that convinced them, or maybe just like you said, him seeing his daughter like that convinced them to do it. But either way, yeah, it sounds like it would be, it would be reason enough seeing your daughter so traumatized like that. I mean, wow. It's crazy. Yeah. He will be missed though, man. Like, like he's an icon. So yeah, I mean, like I said, I don't know what they're going to do with the network. I just, uh, you know, right now it's just uh, sit and wait. Yeah well, ho- yeah well, hopefully there's a there's a good resolution there too because you know it's oh wow. I mean, it's a scary situation to think that just because you're doing a radio show, yeah, but have just goes to show you, you know, wow, that just goes to show you how impactful that show is. Wow, yep. that's crazy. It is crazy. So. That's a very sad story and a very sad way to end the year, considering how great his show had been you know, since he came back and stuff. So, oh. and now, unfortunately, with him leaving and uh, the network, uh, you know, kind of going um, possibly, you know, going bye bye. Uh, Richard Hoagland has, uh, you know, announced that he might not be back either. I know he's going to sit down with Keith uh, Rowland and probably hash out, you know, some agreement maybe to stay or if they decide to keep the network going. I mean, I don't know the the ins or outs yet, but. Um, you know, if they lose him, that's another big name gone also. Yeah. So. And and to be honest, that network was built for art. So right, that was the whole point of it. So yep. I mean now you're now you you're in the realm of what what why are we still doing this if our bell is gone and mm. what does yeah. Wow. Yep, yep. So there it is. Uh Art Bill's uh, retiring again. Uh John, do you have anything uh else you want to talk about? Any other news uh you want to report? 
Uh, yeah, um, I, I don't know if you guys saw it or not, but the X-Men uh, Apocalypse trailer finally hit, and man... Oh, you mean, X-Men, you mean X-Men Ultron, okay. Oh, come X-Men on. X-Men Age of Ultron, yeah. yeah. Dude, it, it, like. I, I, I can't believe that I'm the only person on this call that actually like is excited for that movie. It dude. reminded me of Age of Ultron, dude. I'm just being honest. It had the same kind of feel to it, the trailer. I don't like, know. I don't, I don't think the trailer was... an X-Men version of Age of Ultron, dude. I, I don't think the trailer Real. was as depressing as the Age of Ultron trailers were. No, and, like, but, all, I mean, all the X-Men the movies are really... Thing. All like, the X-Men movies are really stark anyways, because Brian Singer, he's he he tried to do what Nolan perfected first, and he, he really failed at it, but like like this movie, I don't know. Like, I didn't really get an Age of Ultron thing. They kind of looked like they were doing Apocalypse's story pretty good, in my opinion, except for like who they picked to be the Four Horsemen. I'm just like face palming like why do they have to make magneto the bad guy again like honestly like just make him a hero already because like i know it's going to happen apocalypse is going to give him powers and he's going to be even eviler than apocalypse because that's all these x-men directors can do is like okay we got apocalypse he's going to be the bad guy but not really because magneto is going to have more powers and he's going to be the bad 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 guy it's like God, they've done it in all the movies so far. It, it kind of pisses me off. And if they do do that, like I, I'm just, I'm gonna, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I'm just. That's just the feeling I got off of it right away. I, I, I actually enjoyed the Batman v Superman trailer a lot more because I laughed. Oh, geez, are you are you off. kidding me? Uh, I. This movie doesn't look like so... it's gonna be a spoof of itself, bro. Oh God! But that was that. Guys, that's I mean, this, this come on! Look like, you talk about doesn't look like gods of Egypt. When when uh, when uh when first uh, off they blew their whole load in the trailer. They when showed ben everything. Says, when Ben Affleck says, "I thought she was with you," I look I, I looked at that and I thought to myself, I could just as easily see George Clooney in that suit at that, that, that point. That was one of the worst delivered joke scenes I've ever seen. By the way, uh, how pissed would you do you think fans are going to be when they realize that is the last scene of the movie? That'd be awesome. I would not really. See, this, this, remi- no, but here, this reminds me, and there was a meme about this earlier on Facebook, um, where they were comparing this to uh, the Amazing Spider-Man Two, where the trailer shows Spider-Man at the very end of the trailer, like hitting um, the, the rhino with uh, the pot, the pothole. Remember the? Uh, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, they're saying that was like a shot. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, that fight's going to be epic!" Then you watch the movie, and you're like, "Wait a second, that was the last shot of the movie? What the hell?" And they're saying that is the last shot of. Dawn of Justice. That so three of them. Like that. that would make it even more of a comedy. If that's how they... <laughs> it's like... It's like... It's like Zack Snyder giving the finger to everybody. I love it. I think it's fantastic. Because this is what everybody wanted. They wanted a return to the campiness. They wanted a return to Batman and Robin. This is what they're getting. This is not camp, though. Like... Dude, it, 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 it's badly you acted. Have, you with Jesse Eisenberg. It's not. It's it's campy with Jesse Eisenberg. Yes, I agree, hundred percent there. But it's not, you know, I didn't see the Batman campiness of the George Clooney. Yeah. Now that line was very Clooney-ish. I'll give you yes. that point. Yes. Uh, how about I will give uh, you that? How about Ben Affleck's Stone Cold Steve Austin impression? When that's some bitch. <laughs> okay, let, I mean, let's just think about this for a second. Ben Affleck. Is trying to sound tough, and you listen to the you listen to his dialogue in the trailer, and you look at him, and it's just like, I, honestly, dude, I I got the I got the Batman and Robin vibe, but I got a more hmm. I got a more funny, 
more, you know, more entertaining Batman and Robin vibe. Like, this is going to be Batman and Robin, but watchable. Like, you'll be able to... <laughs> no, I think this is going to be worse than Batman I don't know about and Robin, that. bro. <laughs> no, I'm with Johnny on this one. I don't think this is going to be that watchable at all. Yeah, this is, this is going to be worse than Batman and Robin, bro, yeah. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> at least that one you get to watch when you're like on, you're high on something, you're like, you know, this movie's so stupid, you can laugh at how stupid it is. I, know, I already, after uh. seeing that trailer, I already can't wait to get the movie, get the movie and watch the movie and ha- and, and get drunk watching the movie and, you know, take, take a shot. If I got shot, drunk watching that movie, not- I would... I would end up crying, and I'd go out and get in a fight, and probably end up arrested. You know, if I take, to take a shot every time Jesse Eisenberg says something stupid. <laughs> Seriously, it's it just it just has that feel to me. Like, like I don't hmm. I don't expect it to be serious at all. Like I'm expecting something very different in tone from Man of Steel. I mean, I I really feel like I'm gonna like this movie, but I'm gonna like it for all the wrong reasons like i just have that feeling like i was i was excited for it initially i thought oh this is gonna be cool like after i saw that first trailer i thought okay cool it'll be decent but then that second trailer just went off into campy zone and i'm just Uh um, like what did you think of that little clip that they showed like where (laughs) superman comes down and pulls his mask off that's when i just realized Hmm. that oh my god this movie is going to be a spoof no but that's a nightmare sequence supposedly that's yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's a nightmare sequence. Sequence. Obviously. See, here's the, here's the thing, guys. Here, here, hold on. Yeah, but here here's the thing. We know that already because they've told us everything. We know the whole movie. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Star- the movie doesn't come out for what a year, but we know everything. Unlike Star Wars, this movie <laughs> gave away everything. This movie that that truncated three minutes that we saw the last trailer was the whole movie. Yep. Yeah, no, it was the cliff notes, but it was the whole movie. I mean, like, if you can't put the entire... Like, that's what, like, last week, Oscar was like... Don't need to see it no more. You're judging off of the one trailer. Yeah, but that one trailer was, like, (laughs) the whole movie condensed, bro. Yep. Yeah, like, I, like, I, I... But see, but see, I'm going into it from a different perspective. I'm not expecting it to be good in in the way that i'm expecting like say okay you, let, let me ask you are you actually, then we're in the same perspective because i don't i don't expect it to be good yeah. either. are you I are don't. you expecting gods of egypt to be a good movie too then sod because i mean that's exactly what this movie looks like but like the dc version instead of the bad egypt mythology version yeah no i, I i'm not i'm i am that's got gerard butler in it man and the david lannister guy it's this to, i'm expecting this movie to be to be f- funny, and I'm expecting it to be good on that level. <laughs> funny and good, <laughs> like uh, com- bro. Like a comedy. I'm not. I'm. I'm going into it like I'm expecting. Like when you watched, oh, I'm trying to think what movie I could compare it to. I'm not going to say Batman and Robin because I didn't like Batman and Robin at all. I think there's going to be elements you're, of you're this. You're trying to say that this is going to be like the old Evil Dead movies, but like the DC Comics version, and I don't see it pulling that off. because this is no- gonna be like, nah, It's going to be more like Batman Forever. Yeah, kind of a little like Batman Forever, but with a little more like... It's like, like Batman Forever meets the Men of Steel. Yeah, like unintentional humor, but it's going to be funny still. Like, like you're going to... Like when Doomsday... Came popped up in the trailer. I started laughing because I uh, thought that fun. I was wondering what the hell the crave troll from the, the <laughs> what the hell is the crave troll from Lord of the Rings doing in that movie? That's what I thought. Honestly, was. I thought it was I thought it was a Ninja Turtle just yeah. uh, in the wrong set. Kind of looked like it kind of looked like one of the Ninja Turtles from the 
one of the Ninja Turtles from the eighties movie with the with, No, from it the, looks like No, no, from like the, the reboot. Michael Bay ones, dude. Michelangelo. Michelangelo, okay. dude. Michelangelo. See, the Michelangelo mask. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah. I but it was. It was just it was just comedy, man. Like, you do not want to pick a fight with that guy. Like, really? Like, what a grip on him. Oh, you he's strong. You would not want to pick a fight with that guy. I baseball <sighs> so much Stupid. during that trailer. They should they should call it Batman versus Superman into darkness because that's all I saw, man. Like, at, at least they're gonna have you know, at the very least they're gonna have some memorable lines in it. Like I already I, I already like from the out of these two trailers. Remember, you can let's see, but see, it's it's stupid, but you can quote it. It's at least it's a yeah, but that's this movie's. I will find him. I will find him. Hoping that that movie come back and Doomsday. Doomsday says that. I would love to hear their quotes. Like, like, like. I remember like Perry White saying in the first trailer, "Nobody cares about Clark Kent taking on the Batman." Like, there's all these little quotes that are popping up that are just memorable. Oh, and, and when Mama Kent says, "You don't owe them a goddamn thing, Clark, and you never have." Yeah, you. maybe you shouldn't save them, boy. But the fact down. that you, but the fact that you can remember all of these things. When was the last time? Well, no, no, no. I, I have a great memory of remembering shit I hate for some reason like i can Same sing here. songs yep. that i don't like and Same here. i can't even remember all right the stop songs collaborate and listen ice is back with the brand new invention right but see it's done it's that stop, though because it's stuck out in your mind you see you can because remember. it was so bad yeah there you go well there you go that's what we're getting <laughs> see, here see we I, getting... I would like i would like this movie <laughs> I would like this movie if it was on Sci-Fi Channel and it starred Casper Van Dien. I want somebody to make a fan edit of it. Sci-Fi Presents. And then the first scene is Jesse Eisenberg introducing Clark Kent to Bruce Wayne. Well, no, no, no. I, but I want I want Casper Van Dien as Batman. <laughs> and um, let's see. Anthony Apollia's brother is Superman. Like that would be awesome. And then Luferigno, Luferigno as Doomsday. That would actually probably be pretty good, though. Yeah, no. The Sci-Fi Channel movie presents <laughs> Dawn of Justice would be a lot better than the Zack Snyder like theatrical version, man. I, I guarantee you. Oh God, that's hilarious. That is so funny. And wrong for so many reasons. I, I just, I mean, <laughs> when, the, when the Ninja Doomsday, Ninja Turtle Doomsday came out, I, I don't know why. I was just laughing. I don't know if I was still laughing from some of the other things, but it was just really funny to me. Like, I was just... What? I was honest, and, and here's a, a truthful <laughs> statement here, guys. Here's, here's me saying the truth about this. I was literally shocked because it was literally worse than I expected. Yeah, no, honestly. <laughs> it really was. It was worse than I ever I feared. did not. I Look, for all the hate that I spewed over the last year about you know Ben Affleck being cast or Jesse Assenberg or whatever, uh, I, did not, I did not expect them to really go all out and make it this bad. And, they, and they're succeeding in making it really, really bad. <laughs> like they're purposely trying to mess Right? Up. It's like they're saying, all right, you guys are going to hate. Well, I'm going to fuck this up just to fuck with you. Zack Snyder's sick of it. He wants to do other movies, but he's stuck doing these. I hate this movies. damn comic book crap. I'm going to hate this. Kill somebody. You know what? I'm going to kill my career. I want to make some real movies. This is just like, yeah, like it, it almost feels like that. Like they're going out of their way to blow it. Like. You you got all these great ideas, but then you're what great like, ideas? What the hell are you even talking about now? We just got done talking. Good about point how there, Johnny. Sci-fi shuttle version yep. would be better. 
get now the, there's get great going. ideas in there. There's none. Not in this movie, no. None. <laughs> Come on, brother. Like, the only cool thing that I can say is, like, ooh, they finally put Wonder Woman in a movie. That's neat. That's about all well, it's got going for it. Go. Yeah, yeah, the Wonder Woman the Wonder Woman part. And like I said, I, you know. Is she with you? I thought she was with you. The worst delivered <laughs> joke funny, ever. Funny and, and almost yeah, unintentionally exactly. funny, but, you know, they're, they're trying to have. No, no, this, no, they were very much intending to be funny with that, but they weren't, which made it funny, uh, <laughs> ironically. <laughs> it, was, it was an ironic humor because they were trying really hard to be funny and it wasn't funny, so that made it funny. Like that, that, that you know what I mean? That, that is just depressing, man. I don't see how you're like you are a ma- you are a sadist, my brother. That's all this, is, this is in stark contrast to what they initially said, where no humor in the DC universe. Nope. Well, nope. well for- Oh. According to Oscar, like he says that like this is just to offset that first trailer and all the humor from the movie we saw in this trailer is what he was going. I don't to. buy it. To defend it. Come on, uh, come on, Jesse Eisenberg is literally channeling. Henry Cavill is a good actor too. He argues with me on a daily basis. He's chan- one at a time, guys. One at a time, guys. Come on. He's channeling Gene Hagman now. I mean, there's no way no. it's. It's gonna be funny. It's gonna be a funny movie. He, he's channeling. He's channeling Jim Carrey from Batman Forever. Like, kind of, yeah. Like a cop. You know, exactly like the way um, Electro did in Amazing Spider-Man. Like, I can see a little bit of Hackman in there with the curly hair, but I mean, like, Gene Hackman all was over again. What's up? It's just the Riddler all over again. Yeah, but Hackman. Uh, Neil wasn't- Patrick Harris wants to play the Riddler. By the way. Oh Jesus! No, they should go with Michael Sarah. Michael Sarah would be perfect for the rhythm. Oh Jesus! We'll be back. <laughs> Put a team of professional consultants behind your home or business computer with Key Information Solutions. Providing solutions to your internet and computing needs while keeping you on the cutting edge of technology. Preventative maintenance and networking support. Hardware and custom built computers. Let Key Information Solutions be your personal tech staff for your home or office with affordable hourly, monthly, or annual rates to fit anyone's budget. Call Key Information Solutions now. 954 That's 954-973-3374. Or visit keyinformation.com. Up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. No, it's supermanhomepage.com, the number one Superman fan site in the world. Supermanhomepage.com, covering the world of Superman from the 1930s to today. News, reviews, rumors, and reports. Supermanhomepage.com for all your Superman comics, TV shows, movies, cartoons, radio shows, and more. Everything you ever wanted to know about the Man of Steel and more supermanhomepage.com imagine no longer being tied down to your computer but having the freedom to take live talk radio with you anywhere you go TalkStream Live introduces our first ever iPhone application the talk shows you follow now follow you and your iPhone is now the fastest and easiest way to stay connected to the best talk radio on the Internet. Listen to live talk shows 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Mobile talk radio from TalkStream Live. Now available in the iTunes App Store. The George Rodriguez Show. Who? I said the George Rodriguez Show. You don't know George Rodriguez? Wasn't he the guy that filled in for Neil Rodgers? Yes. That George Rodriguez. What's he like? Oh, he's a... Uh... 
short little Cuban fellow. Kind of funny looking. Well, when's he on? 12 to 3, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on SoFloRadio.com and SoFloRadio.net. The George Rodriguez Show is much more than adequate. And we are back on tonight's Star Wars and Everything Else edition of the Roundtable Show. <laughs> We've been talking about the upcoming Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice movie, which I, for one, am 100% behind. This is going to be the biggest comedy of 2016. I'm looking well, forward to it. Th- th- there's another really cool trailer that came out that had almost as much crappy CGI in it, but actually looks interesting, and that is the new Ninja Turtles trailer. I, I have to say, yes. I-, I am really hyped, oh, yeah. especially when you I got to see Beep Up and Rocksteady go- get all gangster. Man, hmm. I-, I loved it. I was I went nuts. I didn't even watch it. You know what's funny, though? You know what's happening here, right? Because fanboys have been kind of going gaga over this trailer, and they've all been, like, really positive. Um, and it's funny because they were all really negative for the first movie, but it seems like that tide is turning now after they showed Bebop and Rocksteady. And they're so much like the cartoon. I mean, they really did a good job of you know, making them look like the cartoon and the comics version of Bebop and Rocksteady. So. But it's funny, like, this movie might turn that tide with the fans. May get people actually behind. Well, the, it the could also guys. get to be to the point because of the fact that that first movie wasn't as bad as everybody thought it was going to be. Everybody right. clapped on it, but it was actually a pretty good movie. Yeah, no, I mean, like, it, it was basically like, like it. the pixels of the year that it came out. It was like it, it did; it got shit on, but like when everybody watched it, they're just like, you know, this is actually a pretty fun, funny little movie. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think anything's ever going to replace the cartoon. And, you know, like, I was arguing with some of those fandom guys on, on California Guy group about it. You know, like, the really highbrow dudes and stuff. And, like, they really weren't saying anything besides that, like, oh, it's got Michael Bay's name on it, so it has to be shit. And that, that that's about the only, like, real defense that people have for hating this. You know what I mean? And well, just, I that's it. it was, yeah, it was just a Michael Bay thing, which I don't get because the Transformer movies make a billion at the box office. Every movie so he comes out with makes a billion dollars. I know. So I don't, I don't he's understand so the hated, hate. How does he make so much money? You know? Yeah. How does it happen? He's hated because the same people that talk about him go and see his movies three and four times. <laughs> yeah, dude. What's up with that? When I hate somebody, <laughs> I don't go see their stuff. It's like, it's like the same thing with Justin Bieber. It's like... Nobody in the world admits to liking him, but his records sell like a billion copies, and like he never seems to go away. You know what I mean? Where where's this hypocrisy? Where's the money is? coming from? Like, what's going yeah. on? I guarantee you, I'm not buying the record. I agree. Yeah. It's crazy. Well, I mean, I like Michael Bay a lot more than Justin Bieber. It was just a weird comparison to make because everybody, it's something else that somebody everybody seems to shit on, but for some reason, like. He's huge, you know what I mean? Everything he does is just in your face. Like, Bay, I, I, I can't hate Lesbian. on him. The man makes movies just to be entertaining. You know, he doesn't focus on anything else besides them being fun and watchable. You know what I mean? And I, 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 sure, also no substance, blah, 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 blah. but I mean, like, he ain't trying to make an Oscar. He ain't making Oscar bait. He wants to make something for you to go see, laugh, 
Maybe have fun with taking uh, your kids to go see and leave, you know, your popcorn with a smile the- on your face. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the point of his film. So I don't get the hate for the man. You know what I mean? It would be one thing if he just really tried to make shit like Uwe Bull or something. But like, no, like Michael Bay goes out of his way to actually try to mm-hmm. make entertaining films. And honestly, the, the Transformer movies, for whatever, you know, lack of... Uh, character development you might think they have or whatever. I mean, they were very entertaining movies. All three of them are very entertaining movies. Four. Full of action. There's four. All four of them. Yeah, there's four. I forgot the Mark Wahlberg one. Uh, you know, they're, they're all very entertaining movies. In fact, my favorite is still Darker the Moon. And the yeah. uh, fourth one was actually part, part really, three really good. Was, part three was awesome because, yep. like, that one is actually... I, and the people that they don't follow anything from the cartoon. Like, I, I can show you the card. It's in the first season where they build the bridge and they try to bring Cybertron to Earth. Like, that that was directly from the cartoon. So, I mean, like, mm-hmm. that whole argument gets thrown in, in the shitter as far as I'm yeah, concerned. Yeah, my favorite of those is the, is the first one. I, lo- I love the yeah, first one. part one and part three are the best ones still. I mean, how can anybody really, you know, shit on a movie that has Leonard Nimoy in, in the series? I mean, seriously, how can do shit on that. Well, the thing the thing about Transformers it's is epic. It, it, it it was basically a half hour long toy commercial from when we were kids. There was really no substance or character development in the cartoon whatsoever. So the fact that they're trying to be like, oh, Michael Bay took this thing and just made it into this mindless dreck. It's like it was that to begin with, and like, did oh, you not watch the cartoons? Yeah, like, oh, he's <laughs> yeah right, the cartoons are the cartoons are great, but I mean, you're. Yeah, I mean, wow. He's, he's, and he's brought a certain validity back to it because I, I was pretty much done with the Transformers after the 90s when they had all that Beast Wars shit, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, <coughs> that ruined the Transformers, and I think that Michael Bay and his goofy, silly little movies actually kind of brought it back to being what it was supposed to be and made it fun, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's a movie about a goofy kid that gets a car that could turn into a robot and fights other cars that turn into robots. I mean, like, what do they want, man? Some Leonardo DiCaprio Martin Scorsese Oscar bait film out of this? I mean, seriously. I'd love to see a Martin Scorsese Transformers movie. That would be epic. epic. Lars Van Trier's (laughs) Transformers. I mean, like, just depressing as hell, you know? Get Paul Verhoeven to do Transformers, then you'd have something crazy, man. I want to see Woody Allen direct the Transformers. (laughs) Why not? I'm a giant robot, but I just don't want to transform anymore. I just kind of want to go to college and be a nice girl. (laughs) I may be from another world, another planet, but I'm not sure. We'll talk about it later. We'll discuss it later. (laughs) We'll sit down and we'll Uh, we'll talk. There'll be a lot of robots involved. It'll it'll be okay. There'll be no more wars. Get Federico Fellini to make a French (laughs) New Wave Transformers film. (laughs) Maybe these assholes will be happy. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Yeah, I've never really understood the, the hate. For uh, for Michael, uh, uh, you know, and, and it's just it, it's one of those things that when you look at it and you see the body of work, yeah, he's had some shitty movies as yeah, a director, but who hasn't had shitty movies as a director? Yeah, Pearl Harbor sucked, especially okay, especially with but, the volume that the volume that he works in. I mean, he he tries to have a film out every year. You know what I mean? He he works so. Is it really? No, it's not every year. I don't think he has a movie. Well, no, no, well, no. But I mean, like, also. almost. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's very consistent with being, uh, putting something out. I, I don't. I don't think it's like every every year. But I mean, like, he seems to have something out come uh, all the time. You know what I mean? Mm, a bit. Yep. Uh, well, like I said, I'm not disappointed in his Transformers movies, and I, and I hope that they continue. And, and, and someone and needs to clarify so. too. The fact of the matter is, Michael Bay didn't even direct. 
Ninja Turtles. I'm just that's saying. another thing. Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, it just got his name on it. He put he put some. He pro- well, he produced it. He picked the director, the storyline they were going to go with. You know, the design. Uh, he picked a lot of the stuff uh, that ended up in the movie, but he did not direct the movie. And that and just that alone is getting shit on because of the fact that he had a part in making the uh, you know the decisions early on. I mean, like he he produces my favorite one of my favorite TV shows that's on right now, um, Black Sails. It's a star show about pirates, man. It's phenomenal, and like the fact mm. that there are people that probably won't watch that just because he produces that show, like they're. And I'm retarded. sure nobody's, and, and I'm sure people who love the show are not going out there saying, "Man, Michael Bay produced this great show on TV. We love it." People don't, dis- you know, people just only talk about the negative stuff with Michael Bay. It's 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 a weird thing with that guy. It really is. He's and, and you know what? And from people that know him, people that talk, uh, you know, candidly about spending time in private with him, he doesn't seem like he's a bad dude. You know, it's, like people. Pretty yeah, no, he ne- I never heard like just like J.J. Abrams. I've never heard him come out running his mouth about other people. Right. You know, he's very quiet for the most part. And, you know, and he did have that issue with making Fox uh, on the set, and you know, she said some nasty things, or whatever. But guess what? He hired her. He hired her again. And he forgave her. Yeah, he forgave her. Hired her again. You know, and look, and, and, and let's be honest. If she not ha- if she did not land the Ninja Turtles movie, she probably would have never worked again. Yeah, no, after she'd what probably happened. just be sitting in a house somewhere with Brian Austin he Green. He literally saved her career putting her in the Turtles movie. No, honestly. Yeah, no, I, because, I agree because, yeah, yeah. like, she kind of had a couple things after Transformers, but it didn't pan out. Like, I don't get it. I don't see why people think she's such a bad actress. I. I think that she's very pretty, and for the the state God, of Hollywood yes. and the kind of actresses mm, that are around, mm, mm. I don't see her being any worse than people like Jennifer Lawrence or these other garbage actresses that get shoved down our throats. You know what I mean? It's just Megan Fox's kind of stupid. I think, no, I think the the thing with Megan Fox is they hate the fact that she had plastic surgery and she changed the way she looked so you know drastically. Yeah. I think some folks have an issue with that. Uh, that, I think, leads to some of the hate towards her. Uh, she's not the greatest actress in the world, let's be honest. She's not going to win no, an Oscar anytime yeah. soon. Uh, but she's you know, she's a very serviceable actress. She does a fine job. She did a good job with the Ninja Turtles. And let's be honest, we're not talking about her making Casablanca or, you know, Gone with the Wind or Titanic here. This is the freaking Ninja Turtles. Get over it, fanboys. It's a, it's a movie about talking turtles that fight crime and they're ninjas. You know, you don't exactly need an Oscar-worthy actress playing April O'Neil. Yeah, I mean, like, just a fact. Who, who, who would you cast for April O'Neil? You know, let's pick an Oscar-worthy actress right now that you would. Lupe Nyong'o. Yeah, and Lupita Nyong'o. Yeah, Lupita. There you go. I call it Lupe. <laughs> Lupita. That's, that's Lupita Nyong'o. What she's called by family members. I mean, like a lot of Lupitas are called Lupe. So. Oh yeah, Lupe. You are Nyong'o. <laughs> um. Let's see. I bet you people, oh, people, oh, they should go Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer Lawrence, she should be in everything because she sucks. I'm so Jennifer sick of seeing Lawrence. that. Uh, <laughs> or that other one, the one that's in detergent, plain Jane Woodley or whatever her name is, Mrs. Unforgettable. Oh, Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Mrs. Very Forgettable. The, the detergent movies. <laughs> or, or how about Kristen Stewart? She basically Kristen Stewart God, and Megan no. Fox are kind of the same person, you know what I mean? God no, no man, no. They're both no. pretty hot. They're both Cri- no. Wait, wait, the Twilight chick? Yeah, she's all right. She just no man. She looks like a dude, man. She, she has like the body of a fourteen-year-old boy. Are you kidding me? She, she looks <laughs> like good Daisy Ridley, pants, man. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa! We gotta be this thing, uh, Ray. Yeah, oh Ray. yeah, no, no, no. Daisy Ridley. Because, they should have got Daisy Ridley. I, I, they should have got Daisy Ridley for the for the for, uh, what, do you, well, yeah. for what do you call it for the uh, 
for the Hunger Games movies. <laughs> They should, they should get somebody that actually looks hungry for the Hunger Games because Jennifer Lawrence, she does not look like a starving villager. She is she is fat or plump at least. Like I, honestly, like if she's actually from a starving village, you know why the rest of her village is starving if she's that round. You know what I mean? To tell you the truth, yeah, they should have got somebody that's like scrawny, like this girl that's in Star Wars to play it. Yeah, she Ray would have been cool for it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I think after uh, Force Awakens, she's going to be in a bunch of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt. Yeah. Either that or she's going to get the, the Mark, Mark Hamill, Hayden. Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Hayden. I'm telling you. Like father, like son, though. Yeah. Yep. You get, you get to go and be in straight-to-video Nicolas Cage movies. Have fun, boy. <laughs> Don't worry. Nicolas Cage will take good care of you. Stretch those acting legs, boy. You're going to be in those movies for the rest of your life. Yeah, but, I thought, your but I bet life. you Nicolas Cage and Hayden Christensen are great friends right now. We're making fun of them, but they're like hanging out all the time. <laughs> I, I could, I'm not making fun. I, every one of those Nicolas Cage straight to video movies come out, I watch, dude. Like, I, 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 I like <laughs> Shitty Nicolas Cage he, movies. He's, he's just <laughs> such a nutsack. I, I can just watch him. Flip out and just be retarded in anything because he just cracks me up, man. Like I, I honestly think he should have played the Joker at some point in a Batman. Movie. Okay, and I honestly think he should have played Superman at some point. But hey, oh Jesus, no, <laughs> no, no, man, no. He should not have even been the Ghost Rider, man. No, man. No, he was great <laughs> no. as the Ghost Rider, especially in the second movie. I love God, Ghost no. Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. No. That's such a great movie. God no. Scraping at the door! Scraping at the door! My favorite line in a film is <laughs> Why don't we why don't we just Yeah, let's just let's just I want I want Nicolas Cage in the next Ua Bull movie. I want the i I'm campaigning for it now, Ua. He probably would get him, like he'd be like but Nicolas Cage would be known, he'd make a video going like I got one thing to say to Nicolas Cage. Fuck yourself. <laughs> he don't like yeah, he doesn't <laughs> like Nicolas Cage. I don't know. Well, know. Nicolas Cage will do just about anything right now. He, yeah. Isn't he broke still? I think that he's working his way back. I think he had to eBay his shrunken head collection or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's really retarded things. That he needs the money, like he needs the money, like Kevin Bacon, right? They, they, you know, isn't it? That's what it is. Does Kevin Bacon need money? Yeah, because he's doing the Tremors thing. No, he just he's just returning to it because he likes it, man. Because like his name's all over, um, all over all kinds of shows. He produces the shit out of a bunch of stuff on TV. So, I... you, know, you know, honestly, I'm glad he's coming back. I'm glad he's going to do the Tremors thing again. Unlike William Smith, who you know couldn't come back to Independence Day, but. But if Kevin Kevin oh, Bacon you, can go really can go back to Tremors, are you yeah, really upset about that though? Yeah. But it just feel. But come on, it was that movie. Got it was back, that made. So it was that. You know, mo- it was they that. Got the president. Movie. They got Goldblum. They got the father. Here's the you know, thing, though. They, awesome. Here's the thing, though. They they got. Uh, he he made his that made his career. That made him a movie star. He's. I just can't believe that he would he would snub them like that and not come back to that film. Did he snub them? I thought that he snubbed them. They want he wanted fifty million dollars up front, and they said no. Who do you that, think you want, Robert Downey Jr.? Get the yeah, fuck out! Right? <laughs> he wanted the last few movies tanked. You're not a very good actor, yeah, really. He, he wanted Will. fifty million. Up really? And yeah, they should have. Just... Ironic part about it, apparently, what, allegedly they were gonna they were were willing to give him. 
25 million for Independence Day 2 and 25 million for Independence Day 3. But they weren't going to do it up front. And he didn't accept the deal. I mean, I mean that's that's ridiculous. Well, in the in the words of Nacho from Nacho Libre, get that coin out of my face. I'm glad I'm glad they killed this character off. Just saying. Is he officially dead or this character is officially dead? Go to uh war uh, the war of 1996.com. It is a viral Jesus. site. How it do is, you know these awful websites, it, bro? You like it is a viral site that was set oh, up. I've heard of the, yeah, I've heard of this website. Yeah, I've heard of it. 20th Century Fox for the movie, and they have a whole history um, that takes that tells the story of twenty of the twenty years uh, between Independence Day and this new Independence Day movie they're doing. And uh, Will Smith's character was killed in two thousand and seven uh, in a. He was flying some sort of prototype ship or something, and it blew up. And he, and he's so did you guys see this trailer though? I mean, it looks pre- it looks pretty it looks nice. Fantastic. It looks awesome. awesome. Yeah, yeah. Just getting Jeff Goldblum out of retirement for this movie. I mean, come on. Um, yeah. Um. 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 Aliens. It, was he officially in retirement? I don't think he was officially. No, yeah, because he was in he was in a couple Wes Anderson movies. Right. Yeah, but he, I think he was just laying low. And, and let's be honest, like when when an actor reaches a certain age, uh, they stop getting those big roles. You know what I mean? And he got a lot of roles in the eighties and nineties uh, because he was a, a leading man type. But he's already a, a lot older. Not everybody's Harrison Ford, who was yeah, like seventy, still I, getting I, big roles. I'm just you know? saying, it's just great to see him in if this. If he movie. nails this, Obviously, he'll yeah. probably be in Jurassic World Part Two, Jurassic Universe, which will be. <laughs> uh, I'd love uh, that actually. I, I could see. I could see that. Yeah. I mean. His Maybe character that, get ate in any of the uh, in the Jurassic Park movies, right? He didn't get his head bit off. No, he no, survived. No, he was in one yeah. and two, and then they brought um, Alan Grant back for part three. But so, like, they didn't say anything about Ian Malcolm getting killed. But since two and three don't exist anymore, anyways, thanks to Jurassic Turd, like they could just bring him back. Even if they did kill him, they could have been like, "Oh yeah, though, but those sequels aren't canon." So like, Ian Malcolm right, still alive right. here. That's the new thing now, omitting certain sequels that you know happened because they exist, but. Yeah, out of canon. Legends. Uh, Jurassic Park legends. Written out of continuity, just like in the comic book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, Redconned. I'm, yeah, I, I just... But I, I, I am hyped for Independence Day. I, I'm, like, really... That was oh, one I of really the liked the movies. dark tone of the trailer. That was one of the first movies I ever watched on, on uh, DVD. And, I mean, I, lo- I, I mean, I seen it as a kid. I seen it in theaters. And then I watched it. I seen it on DVD. I owned it on DVD when it came out, and it was just it was just. I had the VHS, fantastic. but I do have, I do own the v, uh, DVD now, and I love the two different director's cuts too. I, th- I like the extended oh, versions. It's amazing. I worked AMC theaters the year that it came out, and when that movie ended its run, we all got a plaque from the theater saying, uh, you know, congratulations for surviving the biggest opening in the history of, of cinema for our theater. It literally was the biggest opening we ever had at our store. And, you know, at the time, it was one of the biggest movies movie openings ever. Oh, yeah. And, and I mean, this was, I, I remember this, it was like Star Wars, man. It was a huge And it will be movie. again. I think it will be again. It's going to be huge, yeah. It's it will be a huge, huge movie. And, and I think Will Smith is going to regret not coming back for these movies because this is... Oh, but he's going to be in the solo... Solo Batfleck movie, so good for him. Like there yeah. goes any there goes any interest I had in that movie. Uh, well, he I, is in Suicide Squad, you know. So this <laughs> silly squad. He's in the silly squad. Suicide Squad. He's in the silly squad. Joker. Save the world. Oh my God. 
Yay, and I saved the world and Suicide Squad. <laughs> I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be so not interested. I'm gonna be honest with you, baby. They should get Daryl to play Deadshot, replace Will Smith. Like that'd be awesome. Have him in the Batfleck movie. All I'm gonna be honest with you, Batman. I don't think we should be doing this. I'm gonna be honest. Daryl could play any character in the That'd DC universe. Awesome, <laughs> and be better than the actors playing him now in the big screen. Yep, definitely better than Will Smith. I'll give I'll give the That's boy that. Jeff Beal. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. I I just I just can't believe it. Would you? I mean, seriously, if that was the movie that made you a star, would uh, like a movie, a bona fide movie star, would you snub them for the sequel? If I was going to pay fifty, no. If I was going to pay fifty million dollars for anybody to be in a movie, it goddamn better be Robert Downey Jr. in the story. Well, Robert Downey Jr. has has he built. Be an independent state. Awesome. What's your obsession with Robert Downey Jr. All of a sudden, but it's a good comparison. Like it's a good, it's a good comparison. And, and he gets paid fifty million dollars to do shit. Yeah, he does. But that's <laughs> but that's the whole point. Like you, you got to be relevant. And, and Jackal, you made some great points about how you know Will Smith hasn't had a movie that's been a hit in a long time. I mean, let, let's be honest. What was his last real big hit? Hancock. Hitch, Hancock. That may have made money, but like nobody really liked it. And then like I Am Legend came out. That was like I think his first really big flop, though, right? I Am Legend. And uh, the the Men in Black made money because Men in Black always makes money. But he yeah, but it, it underperformed. Uh, you know, compared, compared to the other two, it underperformed yeah, big time. It underperformed. Yeah. And here's the thing: now they're they're even they're rebooting that. And why? Because they went to Will Smith, and Will Smith wants too much money to come back for another one. So I think Will Smith is just letting his greed get the better of him. And- He's officially had three turkeys in a row. Um, see, he had Focus uh, that came out and made only $53 million. Uh, Winter Tale made $12 million after Earth made $60 million. Uh, if you really uh, consider Men in Black 3 a hit, it made $179 million at the oh, box office. Seven Pounds made $69 million at the box office. So now Hancock did make a little bit of money, made two hundred twenty-seven million. So uh, decent, you know, decent hit there. But it was cr- uh, critically panned. Yeah. So yeah. I Am Legend was also critically we panned. Got, which is why we never got a Hancock Part Two, oh, right? Or God, an I Am Legend. Want it? That movie was no. so shit. That's God, like the no. worst. But see, but see, here's the thing. Here's the thing about Hancock. They were setting that up, and this was what I had heard. They were setting that up for multiple sequels because that was going to be. Will Smith's Superman because they because at one point they wanted him for Superman but he didn't want to be Superman and they so this was supposed to be his you know Superman franchise Hancock was going to be the but I guess yeah because it was panned everywhere it was and it wasn't a good movie at all so Obviously. What, 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 what was the sequel's going to be? Like, he keeps finding Charlize Theron, losing his powers, and she keeps leaving him? I mean, that was, like, basically the entire story of the character. It was awful. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how they would have made more movies. Cross him over with my super ex-girlfriend. I, I... Or maybe, and it wasn't for and it wasn't for a lack of it not making money at the box office because the budget in this movie was 150 million dollars and made 227 here in America, 396 and you know outside the U.S. So it had a worldwide of 624, which is more than enough. I mean, at 300 million, it would have already broken even. So it really profited about 290, 300 million dollars. This was a huge profitable movie. Yeah, Hancock. absolutely. So it wasn't it wasn't because of a lack of it funds because nobody or a liked lack of it. Being, yeah, it was because yeah, people went inside. They were hyped. 
script, and then they were like, oh, this sucks, and then they repeat it. This movie, honestly, with the way it opened and the way it was you know, marketed, it should have made $800 million easily. And the same thing can be said about Man of Steel and you know, a couple of the movies that performed similar to this uh, film. You know, And look at the worldwide box office, very similar uh, performance. And they expected this to be his Superman, like you said. I mean, that's, that's really what they thought. In fact, didn't they... Was it in this one or I Am Legend where they have the men... Uh, the Superman, Batman uh, logo. That was in I Am Legend because I Am Legend, Warner right? Brothers thing. Right, yeah. right. There you go. Yeah, they, they, and they were, and that was the thing that they talk a lot about now as being foreshadowing to us finally getting this movie. So does that mean that we're going to end up having the zombie apocalypse before that movie comes out? <laughs> God, I hope so. <laughs> but wait, we got to have Star Wars first before the zombie apocalypse. That's right, all. Right. Like a month yeah. before, a month before Batman versus Superman. Hey, go ahead, get the zombies out. Yeah, get the zombies out. Yeah, because isn't that? I don't know if that sign, that Batman vs Superman, that sign is actually up somewhere now. It might actually be. They might have it out now because it's close enough to the time when the movie's going to be happening. But I think it doesn't come out till next summer, man. That's comes a- out comes out in March. Yep, yep, yep. So, Johnny, what else do you have there on the uh, the old news ticket? That's kind of all I had, man. It's, it's Damn, a bit really? of a slow week. Yeah, just uh, some pretty That's cool it? trailers that popped off. The Art Bell thing. Um, uh, is there any other like Star Wars stuff that you saw that was pretty cool? The know. international trailers for Star Wars have all been stellar. I will. Yeah, say. they're just yep. they're just differently edited scenes. They've been the same better. scenes that were in the other ones, though. Lots of dialogue too. Like, I mean. These are I and I you know I was telling Oscar this I I thought that the the international trailers were all better than the the ones that we got really they were just cut together better and they just seemed more like trailers I don't know I'm one thing I didn't like about the trailers and uh, there was very very little not to like because they were they were great uh, but some of the dialogue felt, felt the, the visuals were great but some of the dialogue felt like it was kind of choppy. Well, it was because they weren't with, giving with you Ray. anything. <laughs> well, yeah, but like the dialogue with Ray, like, "Who are you? I'm nobody." Like the way they, the way they blended, it was like very choppy. It was very yeah. sloppily done. Yeah, they 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 didn't try to finesse it. Uh, well, the one thing that I have problem I have with the trailers is like they're doing the same thing they did with Age of Ultron. Man, they're making it seem like a really bummer movie, which I I really hope that it's not so like stark and such a bummer you know what i mean like i wish that they'd try to make it look a little more exciting and fun more than just like yeah this is going to be depressing well we got a little more of that i think we got a little more of that in the international trailers honestly i felt like the international trailers had more fun to it there was more Mm. dialogue there were more you know scenes there was more banter between the characters it was actually a little more it felt a little more like Star Wars, which is why I'm mm. saying you can tell there's a difference between editors here. Like, who, who's editing these trailers? Like, I don't know. <laughs> It'd be interesting if there's uh, different editors. Because J.J., you know, things. because J.J. Abrams was saying, was saying that, you know, they, there's a different, you know, a, a team of people that, that does these things. That he, he's not cutting these trailers. So, yeah. Well, that, that's normal, though. That's typical in Hollywood. Usually the director doesn't cut the trailers. You know, the, the studio has uh, somebody doing that for them. Yeah. On the big projects, anyway. There is some other uh, news uh, in Star Wars land that you guys might want uh, to throw your two cents on. Uh, did you hear about uh, this uh, from Lucasfilm's directly chief? Lucasfilm's chief uh, said the Star Wars standalone films can be set anywhere on the timeline 
And um, how do you feel about that? Because it could be a little confusing if they start jumping back and forth with these standalone movies. Well, obviously they're going to do that with the Han Solo movie. The Han well, Solo movie is going to, of course, be take place prior to the original trilogy. And then, well, of course, if they have one, one movie... In well, Rogue the Rogue One, One movie is supposed to take place after um, A New Hope, right? It's not. It, it's not supposed. Is to it after A New Hope or before A New Hope? I think it's before A New yeah. Hope. Is how the isn't Star it for the died. first Death? Isn't it for the yeah. first Death Star plans? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. Well, I just I just know that it's going to take place somewhere. Um, around one. Of Which the is why we might be able to see. We might actually see Darth Vader in it. Well, I, th- I think I it's would, great. Yeah. I mean, like, if they if they don't jump around on the timeline, then we're never going to get to see stuff like Knights of the Old Republic or, like, a Boba Fett movie. You know, it's like they're just going to focus everything on, like, this new trilogy's well, timeline. Yeah, but here's the thing. I, if they're going to do standalone films, I would want them to stick to anything before A New Hope. And do, don't do anything in between the original trilogy or after the trilogy. You know, just do everything in between episode three and four. You know, just cover that timeline. I can, I can kind of see where you're going there too, because it's going to be it's going to be confusing for a lot of right. people. If, if they do like a standalone film that's set between like episode four and five, for example, people are going to be like, "Wait a second, how relevant is this to what happened in that other movie with Han Solo or whatever?" You know. Uh, of course, all the rumors that Han Solo dies in Force Awakens. There's a lot of that going around too. A lot of that. Yeah. Oh, I'm hearing that. that, I'm hearing that so, no, 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 no. But the Han Solo one is so consistent. I'm hearing it all over the place. It's it's making me nervous. But eh, I'm gonna say anything. He's, I'm not nervous. He's because, gonna get like, a standalone yeah. movie anyway. So yeah, I'm not. I'm not nervous because, like, let's be honest. I'm sure if he, they're gonna kill him off. They're gonna find a very heroic and and really epic way for him to die off. Maybe trying to save somebody, doing something uh, for Ray or for Finn or for the good guys, you know. And one thing I did hear from the very beginning of this production was that this is very much a Han Solo driven type of story. And the next movie, Episode Eight, is very much a Luke Skywalker driven driven story so there's a very good chance you're going to probably see uh, Han die in this one and Luke die in episode 8 that's very very possible and you know what these these guys are getting old man they're getting old they're not going to be around forever that's the point I was trying to make with with Harrison Ford getting so up there in age if you don't if you don't use them I mean how, how, how do you expect him to be around for all these Star Wars movies? I mean, he'll be 80 years old by the time episode right. 9 comes out and then the reality is you got uh, oh, you got him tied up for Indiana Jones, and then you got him for uh, you got him for Blade Runner too. He's gonna he's a busy guy. I mean, you know, it's not like he's just sitting around. So if they kill him, it's gonna be because of his schedule more than anything else. I think. Well, they're do- they're doing these Star Wars movies one a year. They're probably gonna end up having multiple ones in a year, like they have with the Marvel movies, if they're as ex- successful. So I don't uh, know. If, like they they yeah, might keep him busier than you think, bro. I don't know. I think he will be uh, killed off in episode seven. You think they'll kill Chewie too? Because everybody's so no, mad no, no. I don't Chewie think dying. I don't think he will. I don't think Chewie will die. I think Chewie, Ray, and Finn, if Finn survives, will be like the new crew, like piloting the uh, Millennium Falcon. I think uh, the like Chewie and Ray will probably end up like becoming really good friends as Han Solo passes away. That's my prediction of the what I think is going to happen. And and there and the, there's the, also the rumors that we're going to see Lando Calrissian in the next film too. Right. So if Han embracing, dies, embracing his son Finn Calrissian. Yeah, I don't. Right I don't think Finn's his kid. Why not? It rhymes. Finn Calrissian. <laughs> 
He does have an Irish first name too, so he might have a limer, limerical. Name. Lando and Finn. Come on. <laughs> Come on. Come on. I don't Come know. It's perfect. Do it. Do you think me. so? They really need to get Arnold in uh, the Star Wars universe. Yeah, dude. That'd be and, great. And Malcolm McDowell. I have Arnold Schwarzenegger play uh, play a Sith Lord. That'd be awesome. Do it. Arnold. Look at here. I'm going to get my lightsaber out now, and we're going to go get Maria. And then what we're going to do, we're going to go use the Force. Ah. It'll be awaken. Ah. 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 I just hope, like, he gets to do, like, all one of those, like, things out of um, Commando. That's my favorite movie of his, because, like, the whole, come on, Bennett, put down the gun, pick up a knife, why deny yourself a pleasure? I hope he says that, and like, if he shows up in Star Wars, because, like, the whole, why deny yourself the pleasure? Ah, that's a fucking great line. <laughs> that is a great line. <laughs> pow, pow. Uh. Now, tonight we do have a top ten list. Are you guys uh, all ready and... Uh... Excited to give your top ten list tonight? Yeah, I got mine ready um, earlier this week just just so I didn't have to rush and do it. You know what I mean? Yep. This week's top ten is our favorite quotes from Star Wars. Pow, pow. Dun, dun, dun. And, of course, uh, this could be uh, said in any of the timeline. It doesn't matter if it's the originals, the prequels. Um, you know, I even went as far as saying that you could even include stuff, I guess, from... Uh, the cartoons, yeah. The cartoons. Well. Yeah, every, everything Star Wars related. Uh, would fit into this uh, this uh, list here. Uh, so let's get to that. Let's go and, uh, and hit up the top ten list for the week. Johnny Alpha, kick it off. All right. Um, at number ten, I got, you got a lot of nerves showing your face around here. From Lando Calrissian in um, Empire Strikes Back, I got, no, I don't think he likes you at all. No, I don't like you either. From C-3PO in A New Hope, I got, I I used to live here, you know. You're going to die here, you know, from Luke Skywalker and Han Solo in Return of the Jedi. At number number seven, I have, no, that's not true. That's impossible. No. At number six, I got, somebody get this walking carpet out of my way from Princess Leia in um, A New Hope. At number five, I got... <laughs> Uh, it was a boring conversation anyway. Luke, we're going to have company. Han Solo from A New Hope. And number four, I have... It was true from a certain point of view. Obi-Wan Kenobi from um, uh, Return of the Jedi. I got... I think my vision's getting better. Instead of a big dark blur, I'm seeing a big light blur. Han Solo from um, uh, Return of the Jedi. And number two, I have... Hokey religions and ancient weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. Han Solo from uh, New Hope and Watch Your Mouth, Kid, or You'll Find Yourself Floating Home is my number one from um, Han Solo and from A New Hope. Very nice. Very nice. Now, uh, Zod Rider, your list. Give it to us. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, number 10. I've got a bad feeling about this. From A New Hope, various characters have said it throughout the trilogy. Uh, number nine, the Force will be with you always. Obi-Wan Kenobi to Luke Skywalker in A New Hope. Number eight, from Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker says, I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Number seven is the Emperor's response from Return of the Jedi. So be it, Jedi. 
Oh, <laughs> number six. Well, I was going to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters. Yes. From, I almost put that on my list. New, almost. From a new hope. Number five. Stay on target. Stay on target. N- number four. I find your lack of faith disturbing. Number three. Let's see here. God, I got it all written all over the place here. <clears throat> number three. <laughs> number three. He's no Jedi. That was Jabba the Hutt. When, when Luke, when he, when Luke was talking, when Luke was being all gangster and try and t- talking to, uh, but it sounded more like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> number, number, number two is, this is your last chance. Free us or die. Luke Skywalker to Jabba the Hutt. And my all time favorite quote from, uh, the Star Wars trilogy or Star Wars in general is no, I am your father, Darth Vader to Luke Skywalker on the Empire Strikes Back. Very nice. Impressive. Most impressive. That was an um, that was an honorable mention for me. That was at like number eleven. Well number ten on my list and uh, I'm gonna start off with uh well Little Obi-Wan Kenobi. The Force is what gives the Jedi his powers. It's an energy field created by all living things. It surrounds us. It penetrates us. It binds the galaxy together. A quote from Episode 4, A New Hope. Number 9 on my list, Mr. Qui-Gon Jinn himself from Episode 1, The Phantom Menace. That's right. I'm the quoting Phantom Menace. Your focus determines your reality. Yeah. I love that quote for some reason. I always love that That's a good line. That's a very good line. Good writing, George. And it actually, you know, makes sense in real life, too. I have a very specific skill set. Shut your mouth. (laughs) Number eight on my list. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Yoda, episode one, The Phantom Menace. So there you go. Back-to-back quotes from The Phantom Menace. Suck on that fanboys. Number seven on my list, many, and this is going from, again, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi from A New Hope, and um, the quote is, many of the truth we cling to depend greatly upon our own point of view. Very true. Number six on the list, uh, again, gotta say, uh, this is one of the most epic moments in the history, in the history of Star Wars. Luke, I am your father. Just that quote. That's cinematically that's one of the most important scenes in the history of cinema. Yep. By far. Absolutely. So here we go. Number five on my list, that's number six. That's from Empire Strikes Back, Darth Vader. Uh number five, sticking with Darth Vader, I'm gonna have uh, one of the most classic lines in A New Hope, episode four, when he says, I find your lack of faith disturbing. Oh, how many t shirts have we not seen that in already? That's a quote. Everything. Right? It's a great quote. Number four. Anger, fear, aggression, the dark side they are. Once you start down that path, forever will it dominate your destiny. Episode five, Yoda, at the Empire Strikes Back. Number three, going back to Obi-Wan Kenobi from A New Hope. And uh, it's, uh, I felt a great disturbance in the force, as if a million voices suddenly cried out in terror and were suddenly silenced. 
I fear something terrible has happened. Love that line. Love the entire speech there. It's great. Number two. From The Empire Strikes Back. A little green guy named Yoda. And I love this uh, quote. Size matters not. Look at me. Judge me by my size, do you? Where, and, and well, you should not. For my ally is the force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us. And binds us. Luminous beings we are. Not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock. Everywhere. Yes, even between the land and the ship. Great, great line. Amazing writing. And the number one quote in all of Star Wars for me, the one I love the best, simply in Empire Strikes Back, when Leia looks looks at uh, Han Solo and says, I love you. And Han, like a pimp, looks at her and says, I know. That's it. I know. He's a pimp. Yeah, I mean, All like, Lawrence Kasdan writing. Well, no, no, I, I, Harrison Ford has a certain... <laughs> Harrison no, Ford has a certain swagger. I mean, like, he even in the news this week, him coming out and just trashing Donald Trump for, like, the, that whole stupid thing about the Air Force One quotes. Oh, like, yeah, that oh, was that epic. Was, yeah, dude. I mean, like, it's just, he's very charismatic. I mean, like, it's hard not to just and think that, that that's all him. Ford's what, badass. Wasn't, wasn't the original line was, I love you, and then he says, I love you too. But he said, George, 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 George. Han Solo would not say that. Han Solo would say, I know. And he would know because he is Han Solo. Yeah, he's a... yeah, he's the Absolutely. Man. So that's my top ten list. There you go. Hope you enjoyed it. So what are we doing next week? We're just breaking down the movie? Well, well, from you as a big fan, I'm surprised you didn't have any Hayden Christensen quotes like, You try to take her away from me, or I hate you. you know, like, I was, I was... Only a Sith deals in absolutes. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, another Obi Wan Kenobi quote. Yes. <laughs> it it doesn't that uh kind of um not mesh well with some of the stuff he told Luke in Episode Four. Hey, so a lot of the stuff that they told us that you just quoted <laughs> about the Force all got blown out of the water with all that midi chlorian shit. So I mean, no, not necessarily. No. Yeah, no, no that midi chlorian no, no. shit was retarded, bro. Yeah, well, that's why it's never yeah. been heard, never going to be heard from again. That's why you'll <laughs> never you'll never hear hey, nothing no, about midi chlorians. But it's part of the canon. <laughs> it's it's of, in the canon, but it'll it's never be spoken again for like real. It. But it's canon. Canon fodder. Yeah. <laughs> but it's canon. <Fine>. Yeah. <laughs> Midi chlorians. It's Bantaputu. Great riding right there, bro. <laughs> Bantaputu. Fucking Midi chlorians. <laughs> now, J- real quick, JJ sounds Abrams. Like, uh, sounds like a new form of Clorox. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like something you'd, dr- you'd get from drinking a Gatorade. It's got electrolytes and Midi chlorians in it. He's drinking Drano Midi chlorians. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I don't know if you guys saw this. Hold on. Uh, check this out. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, report on uh, in uh, AinItCoolNews.com. They uh, reported that J.J. Uh, Abrams' Bad Robot spearheads a 4K restoration of uh, the Star Wars Force Awakens influencer Phantasm. Yeah, I'm not excited about that. I love Phantasm because it looks like a shitty 70s movie. Dude, you know I hate those Blu-ray 
goddamn 1080p. Uh, not me. I love them. Ruination. I of love them. Films. They look like shit. They look like Willy no, Wonka. Not they all o- overcolor correct the hell out of them, and they look awful. I hate, I hate, yeah, I hate 4K, when they take taken old dude. films. Now, it's funny, though, that uh, that it's J.J. Abrams' uh, company that's relaunching, uh, of course, the Star Wars franchise. Uh, Now, he's not done relaunching stuff. Apparently, he's going to help out uh, relaunch the cult classic Phantasm with this uh, release of the 4K restoration. Uh, It says, you may have heard the Force Awakens uh, baddies Captain Phasma. Phasma was named after this film, no doubt inspired by the iconic Chrome Sphere, but Abrams wasn't content with just giving the film the nod. No, sir, it says here. He put his money where his mouth is, and he uh, meticulously spearheaded a, a complete 4K restoration from the original camera negatives, which is incredible since we've never had a flat-out beautiful release or any high definition of this film whatsoever. Here's an exclusive uh, still. If you, could, if you want to go see it, it's on uh, I, uh, anycoolnews.com or anycool.com. You can see the still from the movie as it's uh, been restored, and it looks really great. Yeah. It, it really does. And it's getting a fish, an official Blu-ray release through Bad Robot? Yep, official Blu-ray release and official 4K release. Wow. So that's going to be awesome. It says your Phantasm that has never looked so pretty. I'm wondering when Fanta- so. when the next Phantasm movie is coming out, though. That's well, been coming that out already... for two years. Yeah, wasn't that supposed to come out this year? Phantasm 5, year. wasn't it supposed yeah, to come out last year? supposed to come out last year. Halloween, and then it was supposed to come out this Halloween. Like, I, I, I don't know what's wrong with it, man. Like, I'm, I'm actually kind of really getting worried. There was, I, one of the stories that I, I clicked on to read, it said there was news about it, but all I was reading about is how... Um, J.J. Abrams is ruining it by making it a 1080p piece of crap now. So. Oh, shut up. Maybe he'll uh, remake Phantasm next. Oh, Jesus, I hope not. Phantasm does not... Well, let's remake. hope that this last sequel comes out before they start remaking and rebooting and all that. What's the next one called? Um, Ravager. Ravager. Ravager, right? Yeah. It should have been out, though. What's the holdup, man? No, Cascarelli's not directing that one, right? No, he's producing uh, it, and right. um, like it's somebody that helped him as a dude that I think helped write him write Bubba Hotep or something like that is directing. Yeah, David it. Hartman is the director of it. He, he, but he, th- this guy works closely with Cascarelli on, on other projects, so like I, that's why I'm not a little worried, not too worried about. But I mean, the fact that it hasn't come out for two years, I mean, and it hasn't been like actively shelved like Eli Roth's Green um, Inferno did, you know what I mean? Like, this movie's still like slated, you know what I mean? Like, I, well, I don't know, I don't know what he did on um, Boba Hotep, but he didn't direct that. Uh, he, this is actually his first directorial movie. Um, I think he helped write it, is what I would. Or, or, oh, it, maybe, yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I'd look that up. It's possible. Yeah. One credit? No, no, writer credit. Only one. Okay. Phantasm Revenger. Yeah, there's we almost had, there's almost yeah. no information into the final. They're calling it the final installment, but yet where where is it? When are we getting it? What happened I, to it? I don't know. I want I want a damn um, John dies at the end sequel too. It I says want, it was. Spiders it says says with no prior production news, Phantasm Ravenger was announced to the world as a completed project. On March 26, 2014, a teaser trailer was released the following day, but nothing else has come out since. Yeah. I mean, are, are they having problems finding distribution for this thing? Is that what's going on with this movie? Because, I, I mean, if it's I, a completed movie. So. I'm pretty sure know? that they could at least get Anchor Bay to put it out for him. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, for real. Anchor Bay. Because, like, I think Anchor Bay, like, put out, like, the... Um, 
the four versions of the DVD that were um for uh, the four movies DVD versions, the last ones that were out. So I think that they'd at least be able to help them distribute it to film and uh, on, on, I mean on video. And I don't think this was this was getting a theatrical release anyways because like none of them since part two has been released in the theater. Like three and four were both straight to video movies. So wow, the filming began on on Phantasm Ravenger as far back as two thousand eight. Wow. I know that he's been trying to get it done since um, Oblivion came out, but like for some reason, it's really hard for him to secure funding and get get the stuff that he needs because like he doesn't want to work within the studio system because he doesn't like mandates. You know what I mean? Coscarelli's like one of those kind of guys, but I mean, like it's kind uh, of I'm, I'm, I'm seeing uh, that it's been postponed to December twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. It's going to be a Christmas movie? Holy awesome. Holy crap. Yeah, well, if it comes out on Christmas, I'm going to go get it. Oh, it comes out next Yeah, hmm. it comes out next year. That's fine. I wonder why they're postponing it this long, though, because it was already finished and shot. What, what's taking it so long? Wow. Reshoot. I mean, it, it, it says, it says. Yeah, but if it's going to be direct-to-video or direct-to-TVD or whatever, I mean, you know, what's the point? The film is waiting for distribution. Ah, nailed it. Nailed it. See? Nailed it. Thank you. Well, it's got a huge fan base. I don't, and like with Jar Jar putting out this, I bet you will get a quicker release date after this. Um, that's probably why he's getting involved. Gets pooped out. Well, that's why he's getting involved, probably to, to bring some awareness to this project, so they can get distribution for it. Because look, if he's a fan, you know, why wouldn't he put his name on there and try to help this get you know done? He's a fan. He's probably a friend with Don Cascarelli. So. A- anybody that even pretends to like horror movies should be a fan of Phantasm into story. Yeah, agree. Great, yeah, agree. great movies. <laughs> even a bad Phantasm movie is a good movie. Which, well, I mean, like part two is the only one. Phantasm that I movies are like pizza. Even when they're they're some of them are kind of bad, they're still kind of good. <laughs> and, I, and I enjoyed part two. I, I thought part two was good. I part three all, was good. Yeah, the well, part, yeah. part two is just goofy because it's got a different mic, and that, that bugs right. me for some reason. That's the only reason why I pick on part two. It's a great. <laughs> the only thing film. that bugged me is that the only thing that bugged me is that they went back to the old mic, Michael yeah. Bolton. Yeah, like, the, why would they do that? Like, you already, the guy's name is Michael Baldwin, or Baldwin, right? Michael Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah, that always confused me too. Why they? Yeah, Michael Baldwin is a bad singer. Never mind. Why, that uh, always Michael confused Baldwin. me too. Why they did that hmm. with those movies? Like, yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna change the actor in part two, just stick with the actor in part two and just you know. Well, because well, uh, part two, MGM picked it up and like that one was actually made studio. I think that that's why Don Coscarelli. So it, uh, um. They were mandated. They didn't want a Michael Baldwin to be um, in that film. They they kind of forced that other guy on him. And Michael Bal- uh, Michael Baldwin is his friend. Like he was in Kenny and Company, and like his films that he made before Phantasm as well. So like it was just natural that like he would return to having his buddy. You know what I mean? Be play Mike because like the the right. other guy was basically mandated. Yeah, but still, it's kind of odd when you change an actor like that from one sequel to the next. You know, and you go back to the other actor. That's just weird. I'm surprised this this new Phantasm movie hasn't leaked to the internet already. Yeah, and it's maybe. been. I mean, it's the, been so. If it's connected to Bryant to uh, to J.J. Um, Abrams, does you know surprise me? Yeah. Well, I mean, like it, I, that's the one good thing I can see coming out of this. Um, bad ruination of it. I mean, I, I don't get why they have to do this with old films. It's like when they were colorizing black and white movies in the 80s, man. Like, certain things are supposed to look a certain way. You're not supposed to mess with it. Like, a horror movie like Phantasm, it looks great grainy with that old film stock. That's that's how it looked when I was a kid when I fell in love with it. Why, why change that? 
You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I get that people are very obsessed with their 1080p crap, but like, so well, one of the main, yeah, but one of the main issues, like yeah, but Johnny, one of the main problems is that as technology grows, the TVs that we have will, will, you know, play those, you know, old DVDs, but they're going to look really, really bad and super bad. I mean, the, the technology, you can't, you know, some DVDs don't upscale very well on some upscale Blu-rays. Uh, Blu-ray players, and as TVs get more and more advanced, eventually, you know, even the TVs now, the HD TVs are going to be obsolete, and, and 4K is going to be the standard at one point. So if that's the case, anything DVDs going to look just horrible on that. Well, that's well, why they got to the, do the, this. The thing that, but this is like it, it's either that or we lose the movie forever. The movies were supposed to look dark and grainy for a reason to obscure. The, I understand that, but it's either that it's either that or we lose the movie forever. Well, to obscure the one or the, the other. The, the, yeah, you, that, can, you can't have both. You cannot have it both yeah, ways. You either lose the movie effects, forever, like, or you get clean it up too much. The fix just looks so. Fake. Well, maybe they'll go in and they'll fix some of the effects oh, and make I it look a little bit nicer. Man, like they did that. They did it for George Lucas style. They did it. Hold on, and we've talked about this before, and it didn't hit me last time when we when we brought this up, but. You, you realize that for the Blu-ray releases, they did the same thing for Star Trek, right? They went in there and fixed up the effects. They cleaned up. They added new effects to it. Go look at the uh, Blu-ray for all know. the Blu-ray for the for the seasons of the original Star Trek. The Blu-ray release they just came out with a few, like, maybe a couple years ago, a year ago. Those Blu-ray releases actually have all the special effects fixed up. Oh, yeah. They, they spend money. Thanks for letting me know that. So I, I don't own them yet, and I'm not going to now. So that's, that's Oh, you should. They look awesome. You really should. But anyway, guys, we're short on time. Uh, you know, uh, it's, we can go on forever here. But we have uh, Mike and Tim waiting next on the outer edge. So uh, stick around. They're going to be on in about a minute and a half. This is the roundtable. We'll be back next week. Good night, everybody. 